Yo, what's up, my guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Blueprint Podcast. Got a lot of stuff to talk about here. But I'm going to start with saying what's up. Let my boy Elijah introduce himself once again. What's up, guys? It's Elijah, and I'm uh, super excited for this podcast. We got a lot to cover. Um, you know, we we took a, a week off, so trust me, we, we got a lot for you guys. That's right, yeah. we uh, Originally, we planned just to talk about the Grammys on this episode probably sneak in a little bit of the Super Bowl halftime show, but um, of course, in due fashion, Kanye and Ty Dolla Sign released their album. No one expected it to come out. It drops sometime early Saturday morning this past weekend, and so got to talk about that too. That normally would get its own episode, but being that we had already planned to talk about the Grammys, just mash the two together, have you know, try to. Try to do it in a timely fashion anyways, but you know this could go on a little bit longer just because it's two important topics. So uh, we're going to start off with talking about the Grammys, um, and we're going to end with talking about Kanye. So for those of you that really want to hear that, make sure to stick around because that will come towards the end of the episode, all right? So, but before we get into all of that, let's start, like I said, with the Grammys. Elijah, what did you think about the Grammys? Um, I'm assuming you, like me, have probably never sat down and watched an entire Grant, Grammy award ceremony like that? Definitely not. Um, it was definitely a long, long experience, but it, it was very enjoyable, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I will say, um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll talk about this too, but I'll say that I think what made it very much more enjoyable was they chose the perfect host this year. Trevor Noah mm-hmm. is amazing as a host. Um, you yeah. know, if you guys don't know Trevor Noah, he's a, you know, he's a very good, just, talker in general like he's he's mm-hmm. someone like when he talks you really he just draws your attention um you know he's very funny he's really quick quick witted quick witted with his uh his uh words as well and i really think that that made it a lot easier for me to enjoy it more but also like um i think this was one of the one years where the grammys didn't have too much controversy surrounding the winners per se yeah. um there's some yeah. other things that we'll talk about a little bit too, but in terms of like just the actual show itself, like there's not much for me to complain about in terms of like who won and like other things like that relative to the show. Yep. Fully on board with you there. Um, I agree. Trevor Noah is a great host for it. Um, just to compare it to other um, award shows, of course the Grammys was three and a half hours long and they only hand out what nine, ten awards. They do everything else pre-show. Um, doesn't really get televised like that. That's the one thing I hate about it. There's no reason for it to be so long. It felt like we would do one award and then have two performances, a speaker, a little bit more of Trevor Noah ad libbing, and then another award. Finally, I feel like if you're only going to do that many awards, sure the performances are great and all usually, um, but I feel like you could have fit it in. in a, into a two hour time slot if you're going to mm-hmm. only give out that many awards, either that or get like, the, the presentation of awards. Each award takes two minutes, including the speech. So I feel like you could fit in more. That's my biggest complaint. I think that the Oscars is a superior um, award show. The only problem is they do usually a terrible job picking a host. Like I think this year they're having Jimmy Kimmel do it for the second year in a row. That's a terrible decision, but everything else <laughs> about the Oscars, I enjoy more than the Grammys. Um, right. But again, we're more music people than we are movie people, although I think we both enjoy movies as well. Um, So I think we're going to start off talking about the winners, if there are any snubs, and then we'll talk about just what happened, any album announcements that we had, any um, good speeches that they had and performances and stuff like that. We'll push that off until we talk about the um, winners, losers, and all of that. Um, So I think us being a 
rap focus show, we probably start with rap and then we just go through everything else. Um, of course, ending with the most important quote unquote, most important awards. Um, mm-hmm. so rap, um, without even looking at who won, let's just talk about freaking killer Mike, man. Uh, sweeping. He swept his yeah. awards. Um, you know, I'm, well, I have a couple of things to say, and I'll get into how I feel about that in a second. But one thing I didn't like, um, I, it, the Grammys almost made it feel like rap wasn't as important because there was a lot of pregame. Uh, most of the rap, uh, most of the rap categories were just given out before the Grammys, and I that I did not like. Was not a huge no. fan of that because all rap, all of them, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of them, yeah. And it's like that that rap is a huge genre now. It's, Probably the most popular genre, honestly. Yeah. Um, Hip hop slash rap. So like that was very yeah. disappointing. Um, and I just had to say that. Mm-hmm. But talking about positive things, I mean, Killer Mike, man, like it's crazy. I didn't expect him to sweep, to be honest. Like not that he didn't deserve it, but mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to. But the fact that he did was like, wow. You know, like he's getting there. He got the respect that he deserved. Um, yeah. I mean, it, I don't know how you feel, but I don't really think there are any of those categories. I I don't think that he didn't deserve it. There's, there's just nothing. Oh, yeah, nobody no. else yeah. could make the argument that oh yeah, he, this person got snubbed. Some people are going to say um, that Travis Scott should have won. Uh, Utopia should have won album, album mm-hmm. of the year. I don't think so. Um, I think Utopia was a great album. Um, mm-hmm. I think that it is a worthy candidate for album of the year. But I just felt like mm-hmm. Killer Mike's album was just a better album of the year. Uh, quality album if we're talking about it in that aspect um okay so yeah see so yeah, if, if i can respond to that i think that mm-hmm. utopia was absolutely a better album probably more deserving but i'm not going to be mad that killer mike won it because you know people like killer mike don't win those awards so mm-hmm. i think that it was probably the it was probably the one i was pulling for now granted travis scott doesn't have any um grammy so i wouldn't have been mad if he won either i think he's been very deserving multiple times again i think utopia was the better album and it would have, I wouldn't have felt bad either way if either one of them won, but I'm very, I'm more happy that Killer Mike won because again, people like Killer Mike just don't win. And mm-hmm. also the way that people have responded to him winning, you know, talking about who's Killer Mike, that just, that makes me happy too because, you know, had Utopia won, no one would have said anything. It just would have been, oh yeah, you know, Travis Scott, he's the best streaming artist out for the most, you know, he's one of the best streaming artists out. Yeah, we all right. expect that. But Kill- Killer Mike, it starts a dialogue and maybe people will start listening realistically people are just going to be stupid and keep saying, Oh, who's killer Mike, blah, blah, blah. Um, the funniest thing to me is, um, where people are like, Oh, you really let this guy win. And they'll post a clip of the album. And that like the clip that they post of it is it's like the him best just spitting bars. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's like just yeah. spitting bars. It's like, what point, it's like, <laughs> what point are you trying to make? <laughs> no, it's like, it, it, it's, it's even crazier to me because no, it's like, I, I'm very happy these, that he won that. And then of course I, rappers. Almost, I pretty much Killer Mike is one of their win. favorite rappers. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. like, it's no, like, I'm happy he won it out. I, I, uh, I pretty much expected him to win for best rap song. So mm-hmm. like that yeah, again, very deserving. Um, you can have some debates for best rap album. Best rap song was absolutely 100% goes to him. No doubt about that. Um, yeah, there was no other album that I would really say even uh, – people will say Nas. Eh, Nas already got his for that series. So, And then 
what else was even up for it? Was that the was Doja Cat's album up for it? Uh, for or was that just her song? That's just her song. Best rap album was uh, Travis, yeah. Nas, uh, Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin, and then obviously Killer Mike, and then Her Loss by Drake and Twenty One. So like, yeah, people would make know. an argument for Her Loss, but it was the least deserving candidate. Probably Heroes and Villains would have been cool, but I knew that was never going to get it. Never was, yeah. Um, and for best rap song, it was Attention by Doja Cat, uh, Barbie World with Nicki and Ice Spice, uh, Just Wanna Rock by Little Uzi Vert. Rich Flex by Drakken Twenty One, and then of course Scientists and Engineers. So yeah, yeah, that one was never a competition. There was no like if Killer Mike didn't win that one, you know, that's kind of how I expected to go. He would win that just so he could get his award, and again, he he was the most deserving. And then they would give Best Rap Album to someone else. That's kind of how I expected it to go. I'm very happy it turned out the way it did. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I mean, I think for I think for the genre, it's a good thing. Um, you know, of course, it sucks that someone like Travis doesn't have a Grammy because he's absolutely deserving of yes having a Grammy. But well, he it, probably he just, should have won for Astro World because if I'm not mistaken, that was the year Invasion of Privacy won. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Killer Mike's fault. It's Cardi B's fault, <laughs> and it's not any of their faults. It's the people who vote on the awards. But you know what I mean. Exactly. But it's it's always great to have someone like Killer Mike because, like, uh, you know, like I was saying, like Killer Mike is somebody who is super well respected throughout hip hop. And if you're a true rap fan, like you, you, you know, Killer Mike, you know what he can do. Yeah. So I'm happy to see him getting his props and I'm hoping that, you know, it, it probably won't, but I'm hoping that for some people, this is where they start actually listening to him and like respecting, yeah. respecting his, his uh, artistry. Well, Killer Mike's been around for the greater part of 20 years. He got his first bit of recognition by spitting one of the best verses on an outcast album. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he put off his solo career for around a decade to do Run the Jewels. So if you act like you don't know who Killer Mike is, you're just outing yourself. You're not a rap fan. You know, you're not a true rap fan if you don't know who Killer Mike is, because we can't act like Run the Jewels one through four wasn't one of the best four album runs of hip hop duo history, hip hop history. You know, that exactly. great four run album. And let's also not act like his last solo album, um, like I said, almost a decade ago, wasn't really good, too. So. You know, you're, you're just outing yourself. You say, oh, who is Killer Mike, buddy? Learn something. Listen to him. Like I said, I gotta like say I, there, man. Um, like I said before, I think um, I, I don't remember when I said on the podcast, but I think the mark of respect for my artists is the type of artists they get on their albums. And if you look at the, the track list, mm-hmm. you look at the feature list, I should say, of his album. Like he got an Andre 3000 feature in 2023, what, three? Yeah. In 2023. And I should tell you. Yeah. And Andre <laughs> 2000 literally made an album where he said, I wanted to make a rap album, but he, uh, he instead he's just playing the flute. So the fact that he got a verse out of him is impressive. Obviously, exactly. Andre 3000 still has a feature verse here and there, but I don't know. The last feature verse I remember hearing from him was back in like 2019, 2020 on um, Ventura by um, Anderson Pog. Right. So yeah, it's, it's been, like, it's, been it's, not like, it's not like he's featuring on everybody's verses, you know? Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, you t- you're mentioning his um, feature list. Like he had Young Thug, he had Black and Aaron Allen Kane, he had Future Andre Three Thousand, he had Two Chains, um, LP of course, Ty Dolla. Like he had a lot of um, currency. I didn't even see him on there. Jagged Edge, <laughs> Jagged Edge is crazy. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> he had a lot of 
he had a lot of good features on that album, man. So, and obviously Travis Scott did too on Utopia. That's not, again, I think that Utopia is the better album. I want to state that very clearly, but to say that Michael is not deserving, you're crazy. I'm very, just, very happy that it won. It's just disingenuous to say it's not deserving. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but moving on, I think we're going to be in a little long winded on that. The other, um, Major rap category that I had written down here was melodic rap performance, which of course went to All My Life by J. Cole and Dirk. We expected that. That was probably the most streamed song of the year. Um, yeah. most Definitely most overplayed song of the year. Um, Absolutely. The only notable <laughs> song that I had nominated for that that I thought had a chance, and I'm glad I'm glad J. Cole got it. Um, but the other, other song I had up there was um, Spin About You by Drake and 21, of course. Uh, you know, you just kind of expect something like that always has a chance to win. But no, I think they made, made the right decision. Love J. Cole. Um, and I'm happy that he got another Grammy. I'm pretty – it can't be his first, right? No, I, I think he's – he probably has another one somewhere, somehow, somehow somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we, again, we don't keep up with all this stuff. I, nobody judge. Nobody should judge an artist based on how many Grammys they have because Lana Del Rey still doesn't have one. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's a lot, of, um, a lot of great we'll artists still have Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, like, like Jay Z said, and we'll talk about this later. But like Jay Z said, Beyonce doesn't have a best album um, award, and yet she has the most Grammys of any artist ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving on, uh, yeah, I think very disturbing for J Cole and them, and then the other quote unquote rap award i have goes to contemporary christian album which isn't just obvious which is obviously not just a rap category but uh lecrae won that for church close four very happy about that very deserving album and he won two last night i believe which now makes him a four-time grammy winner winner that's super impressive for a christian rap artist again he's the tupac of christian rap you know he has revolutionized that he's the only artist who the average rap listener knows by name um out of Christian rap. So that's super impressive. Happy for him. Shout out to him. Um, that, that was the only rap winners that I really had down. Um, if, if you think there's any important ones that I missed, shout them out, Elijah. Nah, I mean, those were the major categories. Those were the only ones that really mattered. All the other ones were just kind of like, not that they didn't matter, but like, you know, I don't think they were worth mentioning really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was our pretty pretty much our rap um, category there. Like Elijah said, it would be nice if they had that in the actual show. I give them a little bit of a pass for that, not so much as I think they should be in the show. But if you look at what awards are actually presented, there are only two genre awards that are presented in the show, and that was best country album, which was I was surprised that made the cut to begin with. Um, that and then one for like foreign language albums or so i don't remember what the award was i didn't write it down because i had never heard of any of the candidates um mm-hmm. i'm not even gonna talk but like those were the only two actual within a genre the rest of them were like everybody's nominated for like any genre is nominated for it so um i i don't i think the grammy slights rap 100 percent, but i don't think that's a case of them sliding rap i think that's a case of them just being a bad show altogether like include all your awards you know, yeah. Uh, okay. Exactly. Obviously, you skip. Obviously, you can skip the spoken word poetry and like the um, best musical score and stuff like that. Not that musical scores aren't important, but they already have their own show with the Oscars. So you know, I <laughs> um, I feel like what they should do is for every genre have best album for the genre and then yes. best song for the genre. Those two categories for each genre is enough. 
and then yeah. obviously the the overall categories, of course. But if you have just those two, that's I don't feel like in that time span that they had, they could have done all that. Sure, maybe they might have cut some of the performances down, or maybe they could have found some other way to make it work. But I still think mm-hmm. that it, they could have fit it in there because, like Logan said, like two, it was like it was basically two minutes for the for the award and for the speech after the award. Like they didn't. Yeah. It was not like they took ten minutes to do all that. It was literally boom, boom, boom. And then onto a performance or onto well, Trevor Noah, you know, doing his little thing. Yeah. By the by the end of the show, I felt like we were averaging one award, one performance, commercial break, come back, speak a little bit, announce the next performance, commercial break, performance, commercial break, another award. Yeah. Like that's basically. what it was feeling like. It was a little bit faster paced at the beginning there, but they really slowed down once we got to the end. I th- I fully thought this thing would be over in two, two and a half hours, but the fact it went on from eight to 1130 was crazy. Eastern time, obviously. <laughs> yep. It, 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 it didn't need to be that long. I appreciated the performances and I don't think they should cut out the performances, but yeah. I feel like there's other ways that they can, uh, I feel like they could have done a better job of making it more streamlined, basically. Yes, um, 100%. And again, obviously, they have to set up the stage for the performances, blah, blah, blah. I get it. A lot a lot of technicalities go into it. So you also need those commercial breaks. You need those talking bits. But you know what? While they're setting up the stage, maybe you give out a couple more awards instead of right. doing so many commercials. Because <laughs> if I have to see that um, iPhone sync auto, auto-tune outlet commercial one more time, I'm going to blow my brains out. <laughs> No, I I, I agree. I, I I really feel like I, I feel like it's a, a show that has a lot of promise that could be, be that could be done in two hours, or if they are going to take three hours, at least make yeah, me feel like three, it's three worth the three hours, hours. Yeah. right? Because if it anyway, anyway, um, we want to we want to go forward to the R and B category Sorry. real quick. Um, let's see, so. I don't know if you how many you had highlighted, but I kind of wanted to talk about the best, um, obviously the album, um, and then also the best. Yeah. So with R and B is a little different because they had the best R and B album and mm-hmm. the best progressive R and B album, which is little, yep. little bit weird to have two separate categories like that. But I kind of like that they did it um, because yeah, that allowed. Yeah. Well, R and B R and B has a wide variety of sounds which rap they could also do something like that but we're not going to get into that yeah right. i like that they do that for r&b because it allows it allows for somebody like victoria monet who won best r&b album to win an award and then somebody like SZA who won best progressive r&b album to also win yeah. an award because both of those albums yeah. deserve to win <laughs> album you know, and, oh R&B exactly album of the year. and they're completely different styles so that's perfectly mm-hmm. fine because i feel like if it just came down to um SZA versus victoria monet SZA would have won you know, I think mm-hmm. we all expect that, but being that they were in different categories, that's great. Yeah, and I and I, I fully appreciate that because, like, like what Logan said, like um, Victoria Monet's album Jaguar Two was absolutely more pure R and B, like what what you expect from an R and B album. Whereas SZA's album is uh, SOS was absolutely more of a uh, a mix of just like. Yes, it was mainly R and B, but you had a little bit of a uh, more rhythm, or not rhythm, but more yeah. like um, how do I say it's the right way? More, uh, more hip hop tones to it than than just purely R and B. Um, and even if you look at the albums that were nominated for each one, like Girls at Night Out, uh, 
what what I didn't tell you, Special Occasion, Jaguar Two, mm-hmm. Clear Two, Soft Life EP. All of those are pure R and B albums, you know. Whereas Best Progressive R and B yeah. album, you got Since I Have a Lover by Black. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the Love album Off the Grid by Diddy, um, yeah, <laughs> Nova, yeah. Nova by Terrence Martin, and then The Age of Pleasure, and of course SZA with SOS. So like, yeah. You know, those are all, all of those are different albums. So I, I, I like that. I, I really like that they split it up like that. And I think that's yeah. one thing they did a good job with, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Now, going into, um, I think they picked the right choice. You've, of course, you've already said who won best R&B album and best progressive album. I think they made the right choice for both of them. Um, mm-hmm. I would have been happy. Also, if Janelle Monae or Black won for um, Progressive Album, and I would have been happy if Coco Jones also won for R&B Album. But I think I still think they made the right choice. I think had Janelle or Black won, SZA would have been snubbed. Like, I think she definitely deserved it over them, but I just would have been happy either way. Now, had Coco Jones won, I would have felt the same way that I do about Victoria Monet winning. Like, either way, they made the right choice. Like, you could have gone with yeah. either one of those. I wouldn't have been mad. I would have said, oh, the other one could have been deserving, but you know, so be it. You know, only one of them could win. Yeah, I, I feel like the progressive one was pretty much like it. If it wasn't SZA, like you said, it was going to be a snub, no matter what. Yeah, but yeah, that one was R- cut and dry. You got, you have to choose SZA, you know. Mm-hmm. But the R and B one, yeah, it, it was between Coco and and uh, Victoria for me, and I really felt like, like you, I agree, you couldn't have gone wrong with either one. Um, I, I think Victoria was absolutely. I think she was the right choice. I, I do. Yeah. Um, but you know, if Coco won, like you said, like I wouldn't, I would definitely not be upset. I wouldn't be sitting here like, oh my god, why did Coco win? Like, no, no, she, she, she deserved it just as much as Victoria deserved it. Yeah, exactly. And bringing her up, that's the only, the only other category I really had of note for R and B was best best R and B performance, which Coco Jones took for mm-hmm. ICU. Um, so I, either way, she got her Grammy. I'm very happy about that. Very deserving. Um, and the only other song that I thought had a really good chance to win that was Kill Bill with SZA. Again, I'm glad it went to Coco Jones. That way, all, both of them got a Grammy. That's great. I'm not mad mm-hmm. about that at all. Yeah, and I mean, if you guys have heard I See You, I See You is one of the most beautiful songs that came out yes. <laughs> like the past year or so. Like that. Yes. She absolutely deserved that Grammy for that one. So, uh, yeah, R&B was a pretty much – R&B was a pretty – cut and dry category i feel like like there was no i don't know if you had any ones that you felt like oh my god no i don't think they should have won this but like r&b was pretty like who you who won was who you expected to win for the most part yeah no i fully agree and like i said i feel that way about literally every single uh non-major category um so if Mm -hmm. we want to go ahead and move on i'll just kind of break that down for um I just sure. kind of have these in in a row. We'll blast through these real quick. Uh, best right. rock performance. Um, felt like they made the right choice there. They went with Not Strong Enough by Boy Genius, who, of course, like I said, I love Boy Genius. I love their album. Um, I think that was very well deserved. Um, I wouldn't have mind Lux Eterna by Metallica winning it or the Foo- or Rescued by the Foo Fighters. But again, very happy Boy Genius got their Grammy. That's great. Um, moving down, but best metal performance went to 70, 72 Seasons by Metallica. You know, I'm never going to complain about that. I have no notes there. Of course. Um, best rock best rock album went to This Is Why by Paramore. Very happy about that. Again, Foo Fighters or Metallica could have won, would have been cool. Um, I think Foo Fighters probably had the better better album there. Um, but again, Paramore winning, not gonna complain about that. They're very deserving. They've been deserving their whole career, so that's great. Uh best alt music album went to Boy Genius, um, their album, The Record. Again, very happy about that. I think Lana Del Rey's album is probably better. Uh, but 
I'm not going to complain about that. My complaint there is the fact that Lana Del Rey did not win a Grammy at all on that night. So I feel like, hey, we should have given her that award. But again, at the moment that they gave that award, I was happy with it. Um, What do we have next? Best Country Song went to White Horse by Chris Stapleton. Uh, no notes there. Zach Bryan was up for it, but it was for the song he did with Casey Musgraves, which is not my favorite song on that um, album. And that also that song did win for best country duo, country duo performance. So either way, that song got a Grammy. So happy that Chris Stapleton took one there. Um, and then just moving along to country album. Um, that's the that's the one major award that I really had a problem with out of these more less, you know, not as important awards, if you will, more genre specific awards, best country album went to Laney Wilson's bell bottom country. And I don't know how Zach Bryan's self-titled album didn't win that. That's crazy. I, I don't think too many people listening to this care, but that one, Oh God, that one's bad. That's a bad choice. That's <laughs> terrible. Oh, but I'm not going to get into that too much. Just a couple more awards to go through before we get to the major stuff. Best Americana album, which is something that no one cares about. Uh, but Weather Veins by Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit One. That was a really good album. Um, and then Leve, you know I loved her album, Bewitched. Uh, she mm. won for for Best Traditional Pop Vocal Album. So just seeing her win a Grammy is cool. Um, and I think, yep, that wraps up all the minor or genre-specific awards at least the ones that weren't included in the um actual show again best country album was but i just wanted to touch on that since we were talking about country anyways um i'm assuming you don't have anything to say about any of that elijah like i said all of those were pretty straightforward other than the country one which you refused to listen to despite my begging um (laughs) yeah i mean you you already know you already know i didn't listen to it and if i didn't listen to it i'm not gonna put my opinion on it (laughs) there's no reason for me to can't I can't disagree or I can't agree or disagree basically. Yeah. So if we want to move right into the actual major awards that were nominated, we'll just kind of go. I think I have these down in order of how they were announced. Um so we'll start with best pop solo performance. Um which I'll just say it it went to the most deserving candidate, Flowers by Miley Cyrus. I think we all knew that song was going to win. That was a fantastic song. Again, one of the most played songs of the year. And it was just beautifully written. Um, I think the only other person it could have gone to that I would have been like, okay, you know, not, not I'm not going to say that that song was snubbed. would have been Vampire by Olivia Rodrigo. I love that song so much, so I could have lived with that. But again, I think Flowers was the most deserving there. I don't know if you could agree with me on that. Uh, yeah, you already, I mean, if you guys remember the podcast we talked before, back in December, or November when we talked about the Grammys, I I said how much I love the song Flowers. So I I was happy to see that it won. I expected it yep. to win, and I was happy that I was right, honestly. Yep. Yep. Um, after that, we had Best Vocal Album. Um, this is going to be one where we kind of disagree with what they chose, but it's not the biggest deal. Um, this one went to Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Um, my opinion should have gone to Guts by Olivia Rodrigo or Endless Summer Vacation by Miley. Um, but again, not the biggest deal. So be it. You know, Taylor was going to get one no matter what. As long as she doesn't win the major award, the final award of the night, I can live with this. Right, Elijah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't want to go too much into my talking about that because, um, as you know, we're going to talk about that whenever we get to the final award. Um, song of the year goes to Billie Eilish, What Was I Made For, from the Barbie soundtrack. Uh, again, don't think that's a snub. Think that was very deserving. Again, Vampire or Flowers would have been cool. Uh, B- Butterfly by John Batiste would have been cool, but Billy absolutely deserved to win. Um, that was one of the best, um, just heart wrenching songs of the year. Um, love that song. Honestly, made the movie because the movie itself was good, but it was not like anything amazingly stand out. But that when that song came on, and every time I hear that song, just elevates it so much. Um, so, and of course she performed that song live during the Grammys and just made it even better. She also gave a hilarious speech, um, mm-hmm. whenever she won, uh, she's <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I didn't deserve this. That's crazy. Oh my God. You know, what? Or we'll talk about the speeches, um, whenever we get to like what actually happened in there, but that, I just wanted to make note of that. Um, best new artist goes to Victoria Monet. Very deserved. Um, Coco Jones, again, same case there. She could have won, but I think, uh, Victoria deserved that. Um, mm-hmm. trying to think who else was nominated. I know Noah Khan or Khan or however you say his name. He was, was nominated. Khan, uh, was Jelly Roll. Wouldn't have wanted him to win, but he was good. Um, Jelly, Jelly Roll would have been cool, but, uh, you know, I think the, the two I named are the only des- really deserving artists. And of course, thankfully, Victoria Monet won. Ice Spice was also nominated just to put that out there. Oh, yeah. Yep. She was. She was. Yeah. Again, still only Victoria Monet or Coco should have been. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was between those two. I, 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 we both I think we both kind of said that back in the, uh, the previous yep. podcast episode. We, we thought it was between Coco and uh, Victoria Monet. Um, I thought I was splitting hairs between the two. Um, yeah. No complaint. On it, it. Either Coco either. won it again. Yeah. Same, same thing we said earlier. Either one could have won. Wouldn't have cared. Would have thought it was deserved. Mm-hmm. So as long as it was one of those two and not somebody else. Um, yep, exactly. Let's see. After that, we get two more record of the year, which mm-hmm. went to flowers again. Record of the year is just a song, not an album. I know it's confusing. Um, Meryl Streep was actually one of the people announcing that. And she said the exact same thing. She's like, Oh, this is the big award. This goes to the album of the year. And they're like, no, actually it goes to a song. And it's about, it's not just about the artist. It's about everyone involved in it. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I don't, I still don't understand the definition, but that, again, that goes to flowers. Um, I think that was probably the most obvious one all night. Um, yep. I think we knew that that had to go to flowers. It could go to no one else. Just like we said um, in our preview episode way back a couple months ago. Um, but yeah, now we get to the award of the night, album of the year, the most important one. And like we said, as long as Taylor Swift doesn't win it, we can live with her winning best pop vocal album. Who won album of the year? Elijah, what was the album? Um, I believe it was um, Midnight's by Taylor Swift. Unfortunately. That's correct. Yeah. Um, I, listen. Um, obviously, I'm going to say... Miley Cyrus deserved it more. Lana Del Rey deserved it more. Lana Del Rey absolutely deserved it more. Olivia Rodrigo deserved it more. For one of the least controversial Grammys, that just ruined the night whenever um, Taylor won for Midnight's. I'd even say SZA deserved it more. SZA deserved it more, yes, yes. I'd even say that. Um, Oh, no, absolutely. I... Yeah, they they almost got away with a pretty pretty cut and dry, yeah. smooth show until that happened, and it's just like they they couldn't help themselves. I feel like um, 
listen, I'm not a Swifty. You already know that. So yeah. I have no qualms in saying that I, she absolutely only won this because she's Taylor Swift. And I hate that mm-hmm. um, because all the other albums that were there, um, even even Janelle Monae's album, I'm not saying she deserved it more than Taylor, I guess, but like all I think the they're pretty tip for tat. Had had Janelle Monae won it, I also would have been mad. But I just, you know, Janelle Monae got robbed previously, so I would I could have lived with it. And you know, I, I I'm not necessarily a believer in the in the the in the uh, logic that just because someone's won something before doesn't mean that they can't win it again. Like you know. No, if you're if, deserving, you can win it again. Deserving, exactly. If you're deserving, you can win it again. But it's just there was too many albums that were more deserving in that category for me to even be comfortable with the fact that Taylor won. Like, well, if and it's not just that. It's not just that. If this was one of Taylor's better albums, okay, cool. But even Taylor Swift fans will tell you, "Midnight's" is one of her worst albums. Exactly. They, they will. Whereas Lana Del Rey dropped her best album of her long career so far. Olivia Rodrigo obviously only has two albums, but Guts was amazing. Um, SZA dropped a really good album too. I said all three of those are way more deserving of that. Um, I don't think John Batiste had a case. I don't think that um, Janelle Monae really had a case. Um, Miley Cyrus, I think, if I remember correctly, she was up for it. She had a case. I think less so than Lana or Olivia or SZA, but still. It's the fact that this is not one of Taylor's better albums. Like 1989 winning, even though it was not as nowhere, it did, doesn't touch to Pimp a Butterfly. I can live with it because it was a really good album. And also, I mean, let's be honest. We, 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 unfortunately, we especially at that winning. time, we knew a rap album wasn't winning. <laughs> we, we knew yeah. that. We knew that. Again, only, so. only in my, it, I know people will tell you two rap albums have one rap album of the year, but really it's only one because, um, Everyone says that um, Lauren Hill's Miseducation of Lauren Hill was the first rap album. That's not really a rap album. It has rap on it by all means, but it's not really a rap album. And even the one that I credit for winning, um, Speaker Box, The Love Below, only half of that was really a rap album. Anyways, the, the Andre 3000 half wasn't really rap either. So. No, it wasn't. It was more It was more R&B mixed with rap, just like Lauren yeah. Hill's was, which yeah, I'll take it either way because it's – the yep. fact that they won is still great and they deserved it, obviously. But, you know. Um, and obviously that's not our case this year. Like, no rap albums were up for it this year. None of them deserve to be up for it this year. Uh, but there were more deserving albums as our case. And honestly, I think there was probably more deserving albums that weren't even nominated than Taylor Swift's album to win album of the year, if I'm being honest. Like, I. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of this. Not a fan of it at all. Um, I'm not going to speak too much more about it because you know it is what it is. You can't change, can't change it. Obviously now, but like, it's just super disappointing to have like the mm. biggest award because this is like the biggest award of the show to have it feel like it. Just feel like what three artists got snubbed there? Like at least three of the artists that were in there got snubbed for someone yeah. for for Taylor Swift basically, which. You know, yeah. like like Logan said, Wait, you know, if it had been one of her best albums, okay, fine, mm-hmm. whatever. But like, no, <laughs> not just, yeah. And, and let's add on top of the fact that this now makes her fourth album of the year award, which means she's won more than anyone else in history. Um, again, I could live with that fact because of how popular she is. Had it been for a better album, you know, she's gonna put out she. 
let's go ahead and talk about it um because we're about to transition to talking about what all the performances and announcements uh whenever she was taking her first award she announced her upcoming album so she's gonna be up for a grammy again next year why didn't we just wait till then to give it to her if the album's deserving obviously you know she's gonna continue making music for a long time why did we have to give it for a bad album it's not a bad album but for a mediocre album it you know again just want to reiterate not a bad album it just didn't deserve to win it over the other albums that were there honestly and that's most disappointing because if, if she comes out if this next album she releases comes out and is actually good like really really good yeah. and it is deserving to win now she's gonna have it now she's gonna have five of them <laughs> and i'm still gonna be mad because she shouldn't have won this one yeah. well <laughs> She should only have two, to be fair. And Kendrick should yeah. have one, and Lana Del Rey or Olivia or SZA should have one. But, but you know, we we know how the Grammy is, is with Kendrick, is. so not. Nah, uh, it is what it is. I can't say any of us were su- surprised. You know. <sighs> oh well. Um, not surprised, but very disappointed. Very disappointed. Yeah. Yep. So I think that's enough about that. If we want to move on to the news that came from the Grammys, um, I'll just go through my notes here and we'll talk about it as needed. Uh, so I actually tuned in about 40 minutes before the Grammy started. Cause I figured, Hey, you know, they're going to be, do- I, I hate watching red carpets, but I figured they'll be doing some interviews. Maybe we'll get some news. Um, mm-hmm. So I watched for 40 minutes and only got one bit of news out of that. It was kind of a waste of time, but Coco Jones did announce her debut album coming out later this year. I didn't hear a date. I don't know if that's come out yet. Um, but very excited for that. Again, she was nominated for Best New Artist. She was nominated for um, a couple R&B awards. She won one of them, like we said. So hearing that coming up, that's very exciting. Um, I expect great things from her for her future. I expect great things straight off the bat with this debut album. Um, again, don't know if we have any news on that when it's coming out. Obviously, I doubt that we have a track list or anything like that, but... Yeah, very excited for that. Elijah, I'm sure you're excited for her debut album as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i super excited for it. I mean, this this past, they, they consider it an album. It's more of an EP, um, but her last, her project, yeah. put it that way, her last project was amazing. Um, I really, I really loved it. I really think it was a great way of like getting to be introduced to Coco Jones. Um, if you guys don't know, um, and I, I, I've, I knew she was familiar and I couldn't remember why, but she's obviously she's been doing a lot. And she, if I remember correctly, I don't remember what show it was, but I know she was on, she did some stuff for a Disney show. I don't remember what show it was, Um, but it was let it shine. The movie, let it shine. That's what it was. Yeah. She was on, she was on that. Oh my God. Yes. I used to love that movie when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I recognized her. Yep. You're right. Yep. So hilarious. I completely forgot about that. It's, it's, it's really amazing to see her going from that to, to where she is now. And like, um, you know, I, I am super excited to see how, where her career goes from here. I'm expecting very, very, very good things from her. Um, and, you know, I'm I'm super excited to see her becoming. Hopefully, she's going to turn into one of the new faces of R&B. You know, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you and know she's our yeah. age, <laughs> right? She's born. She, her birthday just passed. She was born January fourth of ninety eight. Wow, yeah, crazy. That <laughs> very oh. beautiful woman too. <laughs> 
everything yeah. about her is great. I, lo- I love, I love her. Um, I love her voice. Um, and like I said, if you guys haven't listened to ICU, which if you haven't, you must not have listened to any music this year, but if you ha- or last year, but if you haven't heard <laughs> yeah. ICU, please listen to it. It's such a beautiful song. Um, the original version is great. Just mm-hmm. is original version is amazing. Justin Timberlake has a remix yeah. with it and he sounds good with her too. And I like that version as well. Yeah. Um, but of course the original version is the best in my opinion. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I can keep saying singing praises all day long about her. But I'm super excited about this album. Whenever it gets a release date, I know that's going to be one of the that's whenever it comes out. It's going to be the first time I listen to that Friday. Yeah, hundred percent. Unless something there crazy happens, like Kendrick drops or something. But yeah, I'm not expecting yeah, that, that. So <laughs> I'm not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, no, fully, fully agreed. Um, the only other bit of pre-show news that I have again, other than the awards we already talked about was that killer Mike, after he won all three of his awards was arrested, um, again, before the show started, um, that was just for a misdemeanor, right? I don't remember what the actual, um, charge was. I don't either. Um, it was, it was, yeah, yeah it was like a misdemeanor or something, but yeah, it, I don't, <laughs> I remember seeing, um, Stephen A talking about it. How, 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 what, what the heck are we doing arresting killer Mike? But we let, um, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock on stage and he got to finish the show, which I understand it's because Chris Rock didn't want to press charges or anything like that. Like they just moved on with it, whatever. But yeah, it was pretty tacky for, uh, for killer Mike to get arrested after all that, but who knows, maybe it'll help him drum up even more interest in his music. He's out now, obviously. So, I mean, it is what it is. Um, that was just interesting to see, Hey, he won all three of his awards and now he's walking out in handcuffs, you know? (laughs) Um, Let's see, just going down my list of notes, like we said, Trevor Noah is an amazing host. We already talked about that. Um, uh, early on to start the show, I missed a Dua Lipa performance. I um, forget what I was doing that I didn't get to see that, but that was very beginning to kick off the show. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see that performance, Elijah? No, Any notes I, I on that? that. I missed that one too. So unfortunately, I was yeah. um, I, I I couldn't get on and watch it until after that performance. So yeah. So uh, the next performance that I took notes on, Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman performed Fast Car together. Obviously, Luke Combs covered that um, last year and made it immensely more popular than it ever was. Um, Of course, it's originally Tracy Chapman's song. So huge emotional moment. Great um, that they got together and sang that. Um, Again, very big moment. Shout out to Tracy Chapman. She's getting a lot of recognition that she has deserved for her entire career. Um, And it was, again, very big moment, very emotional performance. Um, not really like a big set showman type song, but I mean, if they had done that, that wouldn't have really fit what they were going for. I think that was great to see. Um, after that, we got a performance by SZA, of course, with a compilation of a couple of her songs uh, from SOS. And man, that was probably the best performance of the entire night. The um, showmanship, the amazing mm-hmm. set design, the choreography. Um of course, with the song Kill Bill and all that, they went with full on like Kill Bill outfits from the Tar- like from the Tarantino movie, um, mm-hmm. fighting with the swords and all that. That was that was just really cool to see. Um, I can't praise that. That was a really good performance. Yeah, and I think um, I, I of course I, I was able to watch that performance and I was I loved it. Uh, you know, SZA does not get a lot of credit, uh, or people don't talk about. It, I should say. They don't talk about her, her, um, her ability to to put on a good performance. You know, like we talk about her yeah. voice and how beautiful her voice is and how great of a singer she is. But like, she's not just a singer. Like, sure, she's not like Beyonce when it comes to dancing. But like, when it comes to 
just putting on a performance. She's she's really up there. Like the visuals were great. The uh, you know just being mm-hmm. able to tie everything in with the outfits and just the uh, you know being able to work with you know because obviously at the Grammys there's a limited amount of what you really can do. Like you can't do yeah everything you can't that you put on a do full like, Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> right, right. Or like even your own concert or your own um, your own tour yeah. or whatever. You know you 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 could you have more freedom to do more there because it's your own thing. But yeah. she utilized what she was given so so well which is um mm-hmm. i'm gonna say that about somebody else coming up soon too but um our, what yeah. made that such a good performance to me was like again you know obviously the kill bill reference to that to the actual kill bill was amazing but it was not just that it was just her utilizing everything and, and it just looking amazing um yeah you know, i think SZA is a, is a great performer and i hope that mm-hmm. um you know she she's supposed to be dropping an album this year um you know td has a has a track list. There's no announced dates other than a uh, Schoolboy Q's album, which is March first, right? If I remember mm, correctly, I, I, that sounds right, yo. So you know, I'm hoping that I don't know if she's after him or whatever, but either way, uh, I'm excited to see her perform some more in the future. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Now I will I will chime in. Like I said, that's the best performance of the night. Nothing, and I don't think. It's probably unfair to compare any performance to this. Nothing on a Grammy stage will ever compare to um, Kendrick and Imagine Dragons <laughs> together. Um, right. Or even Kendrick's uh, performance whenever he did um, his To Pimp a Butterfly songs. Uh, mm, that was. There's not a better showman than him, honestly. Um, but again, SZA gave the best performance of the night. She made the most use with what she was capable of doing there. That was fantastic. Uh, moving on from that, we already talked about Billie Eilish's performance, so we won't really talk about that. Again, very understated, very emotional, just sitting at a piano, singing the song, beautiful voice. Uh, not much you can say about that. We already talked about that. So, uh, Miley Cyrus, of course, uh, performed Flowers, which I think they said was her first ever live television performance. That's pretty cool. I, uh, that is pretty cool. Wow. I, I guess she's performed on her Hannah Montana show, but again, that's not live. <laughs> uh, but right. uh, no, no, she 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 did very well though. At, at first, I thought it was just your average performance, and then she got like very into it. Um, she, uh, I loved the part where she shouted out, I just won my first Grammy, you know, kind of made it a lot more human of a performance, despite the fact that she looked like she had a lion's mane all night, um, mm-hmm. with that hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just looked like she was having a blast. I really enjoyed that. Um, and I love how she went at the end there. She just went full rock star. That was cool. Mm-hmm. So I think she was having a great time. Um, and she said the only reason that she did that performance was so that the very next day she could lay in her bed and watch herself perform again. Yeah, I, I think she did a great job. A great, I, I like the performance a lot. I remember I texted Logan when it was happening, and you know, uh, the first part, you know, she started. She kind of slowly got into it, so like it kind of yeah. it started out a little slow. And I remember Logan was kind of like, eh, "This isn't really that good." And then immediately after, yeah, <laughs> immediately after he said that, immediately after he said that. She got yeah. she got lit and it was like it was like yeah. wow so yeah uh, got a lot more fun I, there yeah I think I, I actually I actually like that she did it that way too because you know the song mm-hmm. flowers is super emotional super like yes. passionate and I like that it kind of went from like you know just her singing to her really getting into it and then going you know like that yeah. so um, yeah. yeah I think that was a really good performance by her as well too and I I'm mm-hmm. shocked that that's her first live performance too I, I didn't know that yeah that's, that's really cool yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, I think she did a great job there. Um, after that, we had Casey Musgraves announce an award. Um, the only reason I make note about that is because at some point, and I missed this, I caught this later on Twitter, uh, that she announced an album coming out later this year. That's big news because, of course, she previously won uh, the best the album of the year at the Grammys before that was a year. That's the year where I think Janelle Monae probably deserved it more for, um, uh, dirty computer. But regardless, Casey Musgraves album at that time was good. Looking forward to her album. Um, yes, Elijah, she's a country artist, so you'll still have to listen to it because it's going to be a big moment in music. You don't have to listen to it. Uh, but no, after that, um, when SZA came up for her best R and B song, um, award, I loved her speech there. And I loved <laughs> it killed me because she starts crying. She looks at Taylor Swift. She goes, hi, Taylor. It goes back to her speech, says, I'm not an attractive cr- crier. Bye. <laughs> it just left. <laughs> I loved that. Very candid moment. Uh, made me like her so much more as an artist and as a per- person. Um, yes, this is a very, I mean, this is a very, uh, she's a very real person. That I really love it. Yeah. Her, her, she, She's a very she's one of those artists that like you could tell her her music is her you know it, it describes her she's not just like putting up a front I, I love that I love how she she's very funny without like actively trying to be funny you know yeah <laughs> um let's see so after that the next major performance was Olivia Rodrigo performing Vampire I was very much looking forward to that moment you know how much I love that song um, I would say the performance itself was nothing crazy. She didn't do anything crazy. Of course, her voice was beautiful. Of course, she was beautiful. Uh, but no, I, I mean, I liked the imagery that they used. I liked the all red that they were wearing. And it looked and like she was literally like smearing blood on her face that she had on her hands or whatever as she went on. That was cool. Um, again, the performance as a whole, the choreography as a whole was nothing crazy. I guess there's not much you can do. But again, very much enjoyed that performance. Um, and that's the, I think that's actually the there. beautiful song. I was about to say, that's the one I was going to bring up. Like, um, mm-hmm. she, I'll say the performance itself, like in a vacuum, if this was like a, a performance, like on, on her tour or whatever, if she did tour, yeah. I would say not that great of a performance, but yeah, because of the situation, I think it was a great performance because the song yeah. itself is, it's not much, like you said, there's not much choreography choreography you could do but i love that you know opposite songs called vampire this blood coming down the you know the background everywhere she's smearing blood on her face and as as song progressively gets on and on and on there's more blood you start noticing more blood coming on her face being on her face and everything and you know her being in red just everything like basically she made up for the i feel like in this instance she made it for the fact that there being no choreography with amazing imagery and really tying in the theme of the song with the color red, with blood, um, and then obviously her voice highlighting everything. Um, you know, I think for something that didn't, you know, without any sort of like major, you know, choreography, I think that was a great performance, you know? Hello? All right, there you go. You're back. You're, you're, you're back. Oh, wow. Did you? Okay. Did did you hear any? Did you hear what I said? <laughs> no. Oh man. Okay. Um, well, it'll be in, it'll be on the podcast. So I was basically just saying that. Um, 
uh, I think that the performance, even though there was no choreography, it was great because of the imagery. Mm. And I really loved how the imagery tied in very well with the song and how as it progressively got more and more, or she progressed through the song more and more and more and more blood came on her face and everything. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Basically that. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, after that, again, like we said, Taylor Swift came up and accepted her first award and announced her album, uh, the Tortured Poets Department, releasing April 19th of this year. Obviously, the name seems like a little bit of a spinoff of the Dead Poet Society. Um, I'll say I'm somewhat excited for that album. I like the title of it. Um, I, I like the concept behind it. Not a big fan of what the names of the songs on the track list were, but that doesn't always mean anything. You know, True. I'm not going to read yeah. too much into that. We'll just have to see what it sounds like. But again, April 19th is the day for that. A lot of people are excited for that. Um, after that, probably my one of my favorite moments of the night happened when the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award was given to Jay-Z. He came up, accepted it with blue on the stage. I think that was the best speech of the night. Again, that's where he pretty much trashed the Grammys entirely. Um, he talked about how Will Smith, when he was nominated for a Grammy, um, was, you know, he didn't come to the show. He just stayed in a hotel room and watched it, um, kind of, you know, dissing them. Then he went on to do the same thing himself. Um, and then he, of course, he talked about Beyonce having the most awards ever, but never winning um, album of the year. The funniest thing to me was how he was talking about a lot of deserving artists are never going to win a Grammy. And then a lot of the people who are nominated probably don't deserve to be nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I um, all I gotta say about that speech is Kanye walked so Jay Z could run. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but but no, for real, I think Jay Z, Jay Z definitely he he did it in a very a much classier way than what something like Kanye did. But like mm-hmm. everything Jay Z said was facts, though. Like it was true. Like, um, and I'm not saying this just because it's Beyonce necessarily, but like it is kind of a travesty that one of the greatest artists of all time does not have an album of the year has not won album of the year through the Grammys. Um, and it's also a travesty when you look at through the Grammy history, how many albums have won or how many people have won Grammys that didn't deserve to win them, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the Grammys has come, has come a long way. I'll say the last few years, they've been a little bit better than they had been in their early 2010s. The early 2010s was very, very rough for them yeah. for, for a lot of categories. It was very, very rough for them. Um, yes. But no, Jay-Z's speech was right on point. And <laughs> it was even funnier for me that his uh, that he had Blue with him the whole time. Because Blue was just, <laughs> I don't know if you were looking at her, <laughs> if you looked at yeah. her, but <laughs> she was just so like awkwardly standing up there. Like, yeah, oh, yeah she, was like, a little, she, she was almost a little embarrassed. She was like, uh, it, it, I just loved it because it's just like she's at that age now where it's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just it was just so funny to me because it's like, because <laughs> that's exactly the vibe I got from that. It was like, Dad, you're really yep. embarrassing me in front of all these people. <laughs> yep. No, I'm really, that, that, was, that, that was a great moment. speech. <laughs> yeah. Um, wrapping up, kind of going out of order here, just talking about a couple of um things that don't really deserve that don't really need breaking down before we get to the last thing that the last performance we'll really talk about uh Joni Mitchell performed her first time performing at the Grammy so that's super cool obviously she probably should have performed way sooner <laughs> she would have done a better show not that she did bad just you know she's old now not much you can do with yeah. that um but that was that was cool to see uh Billy Joel performed his first new song in 30 years um 
he put on a decent performance, sounded good. Of course, that's a big moment because, again, he just stopped making music for 30 years. So for him to actually get the interest back, that's cool. Obviously, he's a legendary musician. Uh, Burner Boy, Brandy, and 21 Savage all performed together. That was all kind of a, a part of the post-artist-we-lost moment, which also Stevie Wonder performed for that. That just wasn't really of major note because, again, there's only so much you can do with the artist-we-lost section of the performance. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that when Burner Boy took over, it was great set and costume design. Uh, but again, not much to break down there. The last thing I really wanted to talk about and break down was when Travis Scott – who had already lost his awards for the night, performed. Um, he did three songs. He did My Eyes, I Know, and Fiend. Obviously, he did Fiend. At least he didn't do it 24 times in a row like he does at his um, concerts. Um, <laughs> but uh, his performance was a slight spinoff of his Circus Maximus movie performances. Um, mm-hmm. He had a similar stage to that. It was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, Travis isn't the type of artist that's – his type of performances aren't built for the Grammy stage. But he, it was a lot of fun. Um, seeing him bring out Playboy Cardi on a Grammy stage is hilarious. At first, I honestly didn't think it was Playboy Cardi. I was like, there's no way he actually got Playboy Cardi to the Grammys. But from what I read, it actually was him. So that's super cool. Um, it was a fun performance, you know. And shoot, seeing Taylor Swift stand up and dance to Fiend was something I did not know I needed to see. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say this. Playboy Cardi may not show up for anybody else, but when it comes to Travis – Playboy Cardi will show up. They, they, yeah. They're tight. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like I love I love the performance. I feel like uh, it was not the best performance only because it was at the Grammys and it was very limited to yeah. what he could do. I feel like that's a performance that, like, would have been so much better had it been, like, had it been, like, he was on tour and we were taking a video yes. watching him do it on tour because it would have just been so much even so much bigger, oh, yeah. so much better. Oh, yeah. Um not to take away from how good it was. It was still a good performance. It and was I, still good. And I'm I'm I love that he did three three album cut songs. Well not three album cuts, mm-hmm. I mean those are the three of the most popular songs. But yeah. I love that he did those three songs, is what I'm trying to say. Because you know, a lot of times yeah. artists would Well those do were like three of the best songs on that album. Yeah. So and I mean, I remember uh I wasn't expecting Fiend either, honestly. Like, I like, yeah, it made sense for him to do it, but I really wasn't expecting Fiend because I was like, there's no way he like like Logan said. I was like, there's no way he brought Playboy Cardi to the Grammys. Nope, Playboy Cardi was right there, and they they did it. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. So, no, I think Mm -hmm. that was a, I think as a final performance, that was uh, one of the final performances. Just say that was probably a really, really, really good one to end the show. Yeah, fully agreed, and. As a slight segue, with that being the end of our Grammys talk, you have all of that there. Um, speaking of good live performances, let's talk real quick about this um, Super Bowl halftime show, which Usher performed, um, which perfectly splits in half the most one of the most boring Super Bowls ever with one of the most exciting Super Bowls ever. That first <laughs> half was boring. That second half was exciting. Usher was right there in the middle. All we're here mm-hmm. to talk, we're not here to talk sports. We're just here to talk about Usher. Um, so Elijah, I kind of took the forefront on the Grammys with my notes. Let's hear what you got to start us off with about this Usher performance. Yeah, so one thing I noticed immediately, um, and I'm pretty sure anybody who watched performance noticed, is that this was a much more like, okay, so we tend to compare Super Bowl Bowl halftime shows from year to year, obviously, because, you know, that's what we base it off of. Uh, So last year was Rihanna's, right? Um, And immediately we knew it was going to be a different show. 
um, based on what Usher did. So mm. Rihanna's was more muted, um, understandably so, because we found out she was pregnant at the time. Um, so, of course, she couldn't pregnant, do as yeah. much. She couldn't do as much. She was very pregnant, actually. <laughs> so she couldn't really do as yeah. much. She couldn't yeah. really move around too much. She couldn't really, you know, it was fine. Yeah. And again, I'm not knocking that performance. It wasn't the best, but it's understandable why because of, you know, yeah. What it was still it was still good. Like she still, still sounded good. good. It was cool mm-hmm. visu- visuals, good backup dancing. But yeah, over I've seen a lot of people ranking that as a top ten halftime show of all time, and I know there haven't been that many halftime shows. It's not top ten though. No, but this one. Yeah, I, 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 I'm putting it in the top ten easily. I might even put it in the it, top it five. Probably, I might have to. I wouldn't go that. I far. might. I might have to rewatch some of the top ones to see for sure. But um, mm-hmm. what what well, really I can think of three. To not to interrupt too much, I can think of three mm-hmm. immediately that it's not touching. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could probably, if I rewatched them, think of two more. But like, it's not touching MJ Prince or the um, Dr. Dre one. Not touching right. those. But you know, I I can see it being four. But again, I'd have to watch some more. I have to watch maybe. Yeah. I I want to go back and watch some, some of the best ones of all time and compare it. But what made this one so good and in the top ten for sure for me was uh, immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, we get on and it it, it was a huge performance. Like it, there was colors were everywhere, whole bunch of colors. Yes. Uh, one of the things I really loved about the show was like, um, it's funny because my mom was like, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on in this halftime show. But I told my mom, I was like, honestly, I like that though, because it's like, it's like, it was control chaos, you know? Um, there was mm-hmm. a lot going on, but it all kind of made sense. It had tied in together. Yeah. And um, I mean, let's just go ahead and say Usher. I mean, we should have known this. Usher is one of the best performers, performers of all time. He doesn't get enough credit for it because, you know, we think about we think about MJ, we think about Beyonce, you know. But like, if put it this way, if any of you are like huge Chris Brown fans, you should know that Usher is better a better version of Chris Brown. <laughs> so every, to, every single aspect of him is better. <laughs> like you 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 may be able to argue that Chris Brown may be a better pure dancer maybe but in terms yeah, of performer yeah. performance wise and everything now nah, usher had that on, on lock usher usher was dancing he was singing and one thing i really liked um was obviously you know they they, they have the the songs playing and their lyrics playing and they you know they sing along with the songs sometimes but what i really loved was like usher was singing and dancing at the same mm-hmm. time and that takes a lot of skill yeah. and and ability to do that and not mess things up you know Listen, um, man, he wasn't just singing and dancing at the same time. He was singing and roller skating at the same time. <laughs> he was he was doing it all. I mean, he was dancing. He was roller skating, man. I mean, yeah. uh, he brought Wearing out a he custom brought out, off-white outfit. Right. And then, then when he changed it to that uh that that blue, that black and blue diamond mm-hmm. outfit, oh my god, that was like uh-huh. wow. Um th- th- there was just so much going on with the show, yeah, really but it never from him. It never felt overwhelming at mm-hmm. at the same time, you know. Like sometimes people yeah. can put on a lot and it'd be overwhelming. It never felt overwhelming, and I really loved who he brought yeah. out. He brought out her. Loved when she came out. There was a great way for her to come out. Yeah. Um, I expected them to sing the the song they had together that was on his new album, but they didn't, which is fine. I'm not upset about that. I kind of understand why he did. Yeah, didn't. yeah. I kind of understand why they did. Uh, um. Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. He bought out Alicia Keys, which now we, that one got spoiled. That one got spoiled. I was very mad that I heard about that before the fact. Everyone else yeah. was a surprise to me, even though I a hundred percent expected Lil John and 
ludicrous to come out. We, we, we knew that those they were surprising, but we knew they were coming out because come on now, we, we knew. We, yeah, it's his, his biggest song. We knew we knew he could not not do that without them. You know, they had to be part of that. But um, mm-hmm. you know, he brought out Alicia Keys, and um, I loved her performance. Um, I don't know if I just missed it at the time, um, but it's been on social media. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a the clip where she was like off key when she first started singing. And I don't know if it's yeah. like a Mandela, Mandela effect type thing. Cause now I was like, I cannot, I don't even remember her being off key at all. So, but no, I don't, but you know, besides that, that does not really relevant. Cause the performance was great. Um, their chemistry yeah. was obvious on stage and his, you know, I mean, I, I can go on and on just about it, but like, I'm just going to be honest, like Usher, did such an amazing job because he 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 was so entertaining the whole time. Like there was yeah. never a moment like there's there's halftime shows where it's great, but then or you know performance is good, but there's like kind of lulls and it kind of gets a little yeah. awkward or whatever. Like there was yeah. never any of those moments in his performance. It was always yeah. something was going on and he was always doing something that like you know. So. Yeah, and the way he ended it with uh, Little John and Ludacris coming on onto the stage together, and like the outfits they were wearing, the, the outfit Ludacris was wearing was hilarious. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love, I love that. But Little mm-hmm. John, the how Little John got introduced was so was really yeah. hype. Like it was really hype, you know. Um, but um, yeah, as far as things go, like I really enjoyed the Super Bowl show. Like I'm, I'm telling you, I think it's top five. Um, again, I have to go back and watch some more, but I. Maybe he's recency yeah. bias, but I'm confidently putting it in my top ten. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I 100% agree. It's top ten. Um, again, I would have to go back before I could confidently say top five. I don't know. Like I said, I know for a fact right off the top of my head, it's not top three. So I feel that's why I feel like yeah, I could probably go back and find two more. Um, but I feel like the Bruno Mars one. What was that? 2014. That's probably not as good mm-hmm. as that one. Um, it's hard to think back off the top of my head because a lot of them I just don't remember, and that's not a that's not me saying hey they weren't good. That's just me saying like who who specifically remembers Super Bowl halftime shows other than those extremely timeless ones. Like I feel like in a couple of years I probably won't remember this one all that much either. You know, um, you argue but that's the, just a Super Bowl halftime show effect. <laughs> you could argue the Beyonce one with uh, which you brought out Kendrick. Uh, no, wait, yeah, but wait, that wait, wasn't. Wait. She wasn't. That was the Coldplay year that they brought. That was her a Coldplay out. year. You're right. You're right. That was a Coldplay yeah. year. Yeah, so which actually is a super underrated halftime show. Even though I don't care, like I don't love Coldplay, but mm-hmm. them bringing out that was the year. That, I know why you remember that one. That was the year that the Panthers lost. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that was that's a super underrated halftime show. But again, nothing's touching the Dre. Um, Eminem, Snoop, Kendrick one, nothing's touching Prince, nothing's touching MJ. That's going to be hard to top. I do wonder what next year's will be. I feel like we've been on an R&B and rap kick, which makes sense. Those are two of the most popular genres. I feel like we're probably going to stick with that. Someone brought up like, hey, you know, before that, before we got onto the pop R&B and rap kick, we were doing a lot of like older rock bands, which gave some really good performances. I wouldn't mind if they gave a shot to Metallica, who somehow has never headlined a Super Bowl halftime show, but despite being arguably the biggest band of all time, I think they would give a fantastic performance, but it's all, it also might just be too late for that. Um, it also depends on where the Super Bowl's at. I don't know. Where is next year's Super Bowl? This, uh, where is it? New Orleans? 
Yeah, it's New Orleans. I think that's right. I think that's it's right. New Orleans, so, yeah. uh, you can do a lot of things with New Orleans. I can almost promise you we're not getting a rock one, though. So, <laughs> not there. It'd be, it, it'd be cool. Uh, I don't think I don't think this is going to happen. It'd be cool if we got like a little wing. Honestly, how, how uh, headlining it? You know but, what? The Carter Six is supposed to be dropping. They like doing it with artists who just dropped an album or have one coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, well, I don't know. I, here's my question: Do they do it mm-hmm. for artists that have an album coming out soon, or do those artists say, "Hey, you know what? I'm doing the Super Bowl show. I should probably put out an album." Because I feel like that was the case with. I mean, obviously Rihanna didn't drop an album, but I feel like that was the case with Usher. Because there's no way, like, that his album was bad. Let's just say it's very mediocre. So there's, mm-hmm. I feel like that was an album where he said, hey, I'm doing the Super Bowl halftime show. I might as well make an album and get some money out of it. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, I, I feel the same way. I feel like that was more of a, he was trying to take advantage of the hype of the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, yeah. Can't which, blame hey, him. you know what? Don't blame me. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I don't blame I, him at all. I prefer the route that um they took with The weekend, where, hey, you just dropped one of the best albums of previous years. Let's get you. <laughs> but no, again, that's not, that's not a slide to Usher. Usher earned it years ago. You know, he just mm-hmm. isn't as good at making music anymore. He's still just as good of a performer though. And uh, I, I'll say, I think some of their logic, I mean, obviously their logic in choosing the Super Bowl headlining is you want to choose somebody who's going to draw people. Obviously I think Rihanna yeah. was a perfect choice for last oh, year yeah. because oh, she yeah. hasn't dropped the album in forever. And, People have been wanting her to drop albums, so people are going to be excited. At least seeing her perform live is cool. Exactly. People are super excited we got a Rihanna performance. And, you know, I think Usher was a great choice, obviously, because, you know, he's Usher. He performs well live. Performs well live. He has a lot of songs that everybody knows. So, like, it's it's, – that's why I'm kind of thinking that it's probably not going to be Lil Wayne. Um, unless oh, they he does do something, some, he, he can perform well live. Come on, uh, it won't just no, be Lil Wayne. They can't. You can't do just a rapper. Mm-hmm. They would. It would That's have to be thinking. something like, "Hey, let's get Lil Wayne. Let's get Drake. You know, let's get all these artists that were. Let's get Nicki Minaj involved. Even though, eh, maybe let's not get Nicki Minaj. That, involved, but ooh, you right. get my point. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that idea. If it was Lil Wayne and Drake, that would be a good idea. Because yeah. um, Drake, Drake could headline yeah. Super Bowl show, and himself. of course they bring in other guests. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, actually, I would, I would, I think that'd be perfect. Actually, they had Drake as a headliner, but really, it's, it'd be Lil Wayne because you know it's, it's New Orleans, yeah. so Lil Wayne would kind of take precedent. But you know, you could put spin it off as Drake because yeah. make it easy. You just, you just do what you did with the, um, you just do what you did with the Dr. Dre, Snoop, Kendrick, and Eminem, and Mary J. Blige. They said it was all five of them, but really, Dre was the headliner there. Mm-hmm. Um, even though most people cared about either Eminem or Kendrick out of everybody, like those were probably the two most famous ones amongst depending on what age group you fit in or what I'm not going to say. It. Um, <laughs> I you so say. I mean, similar concept <laughs> there with Lil Wayne and Drake, obviously the younger people care more about Drake. The older hip hop heads are going to be more excited about Lil Wayne. People like us are going to be excited about both. And then, you know, they bring mm-hmm. in other, that's just theorizing though. We don't know going to happen next year we won't know i feel like we can't have taylor swift perform like that just shouldn't be allowed since she's dating travis kelsey and also i can't say that many football fans are going to be there for or are going to be hoping for a taylor swift performance again I, she's I a mean, great artist but th- th- i just feel like obviously we got Katy perry and lady gaga but you know i i feel the same way that i do about her doing a halftime show that I did about them. I, it's not what I want to see at a football game. 
But I think I, I will say Katy Perry was able to do so well with hers because she also had Bruno Mars come out with that too. Yes. So, yes. so I think yes. Oh, and she did a lot. Like her set design was probably bar none the best that we've ever had in a Super Bowl halftime mm-hmm. show. Oh yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I think. I think um, going a little bit from the Usher one specifically, I think really the recipe to making a good Super Bowl halftime show is as an artist knowing who you are. Um, mm-hmm. And like Usher, for example, perfect artist to do it by, to headline it by himself, basically. But if you know, yeah. you know, you're like, if Taylor is one, if Taylor's headline a Super Bowl, she needs to pick the right uh, other co-artists with her to make it even better mm-hmm. because she yeah. just doesn't have enough, honestly, she doesn't have the songs, I think, to really make a hype Super Bowl uh yeah, and that's yeah. that's just at this point that's just my based on what we've seen before. That's my opinion. Um, yeah. well, but so we need a we need we need a Metallica halftime show. Uh, I mean, imagine ending halftime. The players are walking back out onto the field with Inner Sandman playing. Come on, <laughs> I don't care how old they are. They're the they were the first. You know, they were the first band ever to perform on all seven continents. Really. Yeah, they, they did a performance in, in, in wow. Antarctica. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what's up. I like that. I love that. <laughs> but yep, yeah, so. no. Um, but moving from that, I I don't know yeah. if you guys saw it. I know I didn't see it until later on social media, and I, I think Logan said he didn't see it either. But Kanye actually had a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> uh, and yeah, funny. So oh god, <laughs> that was so, so funny. Cause, that was hysterical. He spent. They said he spent seven million dollars on it, and he recorded it from his phone. Yeah. <laughs> so the the entire commercial is, "Hey guys, we spent the entire budget on the commercial spot, so we spent no money on the commercial." Here's what I want you to do: go to yeezy.com and buy our shoes. Buy. <laughs> yeah, that was basically it. it Except he did so it with funny. a lisp. So funny. Dude, we're, 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 yep, with that lisp. <laughs> With his uh, titanium teeth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But (laughs) I think that's the perfect way to kind of talk about segue to his album, actually. Uh, Yep. So, you know, (sighs) where to start, where to start, where to start? Um, Well, let's start with the title of it is Vultures One. mm -hmm. Uh, It is his album with Ty Dolla Sign. We knew it was going to be called Vultures uh, the key with it being Vultures 1 is they have already announced that we should expect a Vultures 2 and 3 coming in the coming months. Yeah, right. Uh, we're not getting all three of those. Um, but no. either way, <laughs> maybe we'll get uh, – there were there were a couple of notable songs that were left all to, off of here um, for people that listened to the live performances of them, uh, the listening parties. I, obviously, we didn't. You know, We just don't have the capabilities to do that. Um, maybe you caught some on social media or something. I didn't, but uh, notably like everybody, that song that samples, um, Backstreet, uh, um, God, what's the name of that? God, is it Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Yeah. Backstreet Boys. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the song that samples that wasn't on there. Granted, that's probably a good thing because other than that (laughs) sample, Kanye's verse on that was God awful. Um, Uh, that sam- that sample goes hard though i will say that um i want to say a couple missing songs from the listening parties and the teases um yeah so maybe we get a second or a third version maybe and it includes some of those other songs i have heard some of the other songs were good i don't know then again you also have to question were those people who say in that just um yay you know what's mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. 
Um, <laughs> do, do, do they just are, is he their god? Is that why they love those songs, or were they actually genuinely good songs? You do have to question that now because his fan base. Obviously, we're a part of his fan base to a degree. I feel like we have to say that now. Um, yeah, we are fans of his music, his older music specifically more so. Um, but we uh, Donda, we really enjoyed. Um, I say all that to say, you know, are were the songs actually good or? We don't know. We'll have to wait and find out if they actually come out. If they ever come out, which there's Um, no guarantee that that happens. (laughs) Yeah. Getting into actually this album, it was 16 tracks, 55 minutes. um, Like I said, 16 tracks. Um, Key takeaway, and you can disagree with me on this. I think that Kanye has figured out how to make a collab album, and he showed that with Watch the Throne and with Kids See Ghost. He does a good job of not doing what Drake and 21 did, where it feels like he's dominating and the other artist isn't. And obviously that was less of a concern when he did it with Kid Cudi or Jay-Z because, you know, you know they can hold their own. But Ty Dolla Sign is definitely more of a feature artist. But I feel like Ty Dolla Sign had a lot of runtime on this album. Like it wasn't just him doing hooks or anything like that. He got full verses. There are a couple songs mm-hmm. where I would say he had the best verse on the song. I – that right there I'm going to expand upon and say that I think every song that Ty Dolla Sign was on where he had a verse was he had the best verse – if there wasn't another feature artist, <laughs> because I'm yeah, be honest yeah. with you. Um, yeah, let's not bury the lead. Go ahead and say it. <sighs> Kanye was not good on this album. Um, Kanye was abysmal on this album. <laughs> he, he, he was he was just not good. There was there was there was some funny, very funny moments. There were some very yes iconic things he said on this album. But um, as, as just a pure rapper, and, and we're talking about Kanye the rapper, Kanye the producer, Kanye the the song, the you know. Kanye, the artist, was the, the curator. Was great. Yeah. Everything, everything else was great. Him as a rapper was not good at all. Um, yeah, and I will, I'll, I will agree with you on that, Logan. Um, I think that he, they did do a good job of like giving Ty, Ty having plenty of runtime. But I almost mm-hmm. feel like this is one of those times where I kind of wish Ty had more, <laughs> had yeah, well, more than runtime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, and that, and that like, yeah, yeah. That's just a case of Kanye <laughs> giving a very bad performance. Um, again, there were moments, you know, he had some funny moments. He had some nerdy bars, you know, uh, mm-hmm. he had some moments where he went back to some soul sampling and he sounded decent over it. It's not like he was all trash all the time. Uh, right. I think the biggest takeaway though, is he had some, he had a lot of moments where he was like, what the heck are you doing? Why do you sound like that? Why are you saying these corny bars? I know he's never mm-hmm. been the best ra- writer, but it, he showed on Donda. He can still rap. He can still write. You know, he had some good bars on Donda. He had some good flows. There weren't that many, oh my God, what the heck are you saying moments, you know? Exactly. Um, here, there were a lot of that. There was a lot of, why are you doing that with your voice? Um, there were some anti-Semitic moments that, uh, let's just say it, he's had a mm-hmm. lot. And I, I, and I feel like now, even if he wanted to apologize for it, that's just not what he's going to do. Even if he doesn't think that anymore, that's not what he's going to do. He's just trying to live with it, kind of pass it by. It's too late for that. Um and I feel like this is just kind of the result of him still having way too many yes men around him. Mm, um, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's go if we can. I didn't make notes for every single song, but if we can, let's do our best to go song by song. Um, again, we're not doing for, um, for Drake's um, for all the dogs. We went song by song, talked about him for a couple. I don't want to do all that. I don't want to be here forever. Uh, I don't think that 
even though I don't think that for all the dogs is any better than this album, I don't think that this album is that deserving of that, especially considering we've already been here for over an hour talking about other stuff. Whereas for the Drake one, it was just Drake. Um, yeah. So if you don't have any notes about the first couple of songs, I, in my opinion, the first couple of songs are very low energy, have some good spacey production here and there, but very low energy, no real state. Even Ty doesn't stand out on any of the first couple of songs. And of course, mm. Ye doesn't stand out on any of the first couple of songs. I about to say the first two songs, definitely the production was the standout part of it. And yeah, the, the I, I really enjoyed lyrics. the production on the, on the intro track, mm-hmm. but the, the lyrics were not that weren't, weren't standoutish. Yeah. wasn't that great. Yeah. Um, paid was a little bit more energetic. I'll say, um, yeah. Know, yeah. And Ty, Ty little... again, shine more than Ye on that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that's a song where I feel like if, if it was just a Ty dollar sign song produced by Kanye, it probably would have been a good song. Yeah, like it was if it yeah. was just Ty Dolla Sign and not Kanye, honestly. Um, <coughs> talking, going on to talking. Um, um, what's yes? I was about to bring up talking, y'all. The best part of the song was was uh, was Northwest, honestly, and that's um, <laughs> that I, I'm saying that. Yeah, well, I will, and- I will, I will give a shout out for that. Um, that song also had. Uh, backup vocals done by James Blake, which for one is a waste of his talent, but it was good to hear him on there. Mm-hmm. Um, North sounds, you know, she sounds like a kid. So, I mean, you don't expect too much from that, but it, it's just, it is fun to hear Kanye's daughter on a song of his. Yeah, that's a big moment. And by God, it sounded better than Adonis. <laughs> <for Drake. laughs> don't talk to my man like that. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm sorry. That, that verse is... <laughs> That's that person's stuck in my head. That's, yeah, I, it's so bad, but it's always in my head. It's always in my head. It's so, yeah, no, it's North, North a- at least she sounds she sounds like a kid, but she sounded decent, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's a that's a two part song where you have talking, and then you have once again, which originally they were labeled as two different songs, just put together there. Um, once again, kind of lets Ty sign. Sa- he does his normal. Hey, I sound really good on a hook. Um, you know, uh, so. Mm-hmm. Not an important song. Good heartfelt moments for having his daughter on it, but yeah, yeah. Like, um, I, like I now, said, if like, I can, if you'll let me take front here and transition ahead. to the yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'll say you go ahead with that one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I was just all right. So yeah, if I if I can go ahead and transition to the next song, um, this was really a turning moment for me in my first couple of listens. And let me ca- add the caveat: I've listened to this four times. The first time. I got through the first five songs or first four and a half songs. And I was like, Oh my God, this is going to be awful. And then there was a point in the fifth song where it got even worse, which the fifth song is back to me. And then that last verse, which I'll talk about really energized me and made the rest of the listen, listen to the album like better. My second listen, I, I listened to it passively while playing some 2k and it was pretty quick, p- pretty easy. But then the third and fourth listens that I've done, it progressively gets worse. The more I listen to it, it's like the standouts just aren't able to stand out as much because of all the bad moments. Um, but getting into this fifth song, um, it's more upbeat than the past couple of songs, more rap focused. Um, but if you stop the song before you get to the feature at the end, uh, you would have thought it was a bad song. You would have forgotten all about it. Um, the int- the little interpolation that you have in there, which I'm not going to say it, but um, let's just say Kanye says it about 25,000 times uh, across mm-hmm. the course of one verse. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, just, I, I literally, my first time listening to it, I said, what the heck is this guy doing? What is he <laughs> doing? 
because this I, I'm getting annoyed listening to it. Um, but then you get to Freddie Gibbs feature verse, um, and it's one of the it's, it's already the best feature I've heard on a song this year. Um, mm-hmm. he spazzed on that verse, and I saw someone on Twitter put it as this might be the biggest moment in Freddie Gibbs' career. Not saying that it's the most, not saying that it's the most important. Not saying that it's his best rapping performance ever. And obviously, he has been nominated for a Grammy before. Um, but just saying like, Hey, he gave a really good verse on a Kanye album that a lot of people are going to be listening to anyways. Yeah. It could drum mm-hmm. up some more um, hype for his solo career. Yes. I, I very much hope that he killed his verse. Yeah. Not his best verse ever because he is a fantastic artist, but my God, he was fitting bars on there. Um, like I said, that's pretty much a microcosm of the entire album, except for the fact that I don't think Ty really shined on this song either that much. Um, Again, he shines on a lot of parts of the album, but I think this was a perfect example of, oh my God, what the heck are you doing, Kanye? Hey, holy crap, good feature. You know? And um, the problem with the reason why Ty doesn't shine on this song is that Ty is literally only there for the hook or the chorus, if you want to say. He literally only has, I'm looking at it on Genius right now. Um, he's literally only there for the chorus. There's two choruses where he sings, and that's it. <laughs> and the rest is Kanye. And then, of course, yeah, you know, yeah. that uh, that long verse, verse two, where he says, you know, that that one phrase, like like Logan said, it says that one phrase about 25,000 times. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm going to say this. A, I wish that that was a better song so I could feel comfortable adding it to playlists because I love that Freddie Gibbs verse. If I could just take that Freddie Gibbs verse by itself and add it to playlists, <laughs> it would be on every playlist I have. So I will say this. Um, the the reason why he says that over and over again is actually a clip, um, is sampled from the 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 film Dogma, um, yeah, and that specific phrase is what the the actor Jason Muse Muse, yeah, I guess it's Muse, uh, Jason Muse says. So like, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, that doesn't really make it much better that Kanye says it so many freaking times, but no. <laughs> at least it's like I thought it was. It, when gives, I first it adds context. It, Yes, because when I first listened to it, I was so confused. I was like, why is he saying this so many times? Like, why? <laughs> why is this being repeated? Like, I was yeah. literally laughing. Like, I was laughing up until Freddie Gibbs came on. I was like, oh, okay. Because I thought this was just a oh, joke song. Man, was hard. Like, it, comes, it comes across as a yeah. joke song. Like, it comes like across as a joke song until, until Freddie Gibbs. Exactly. Exactly. And then once Freddie Gibbs comes on, you're like, oh, this is a real song. Oh, oh. This is a real verse. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, as far as, yeah, as far as that, that's that's probably the best, <laughs> most I can say about that. Like, uh, Freddie Gibbs, yeah. Freddie Gibbs saved that song. And apparently, I guess for Logan, he kind of saved his first listen to the album because it had Freddie oh, Gibbs yeah. not been on it. Like that. I said, that, that had me expected, <laughs> that, that had me excited for the rest of the album and it kind of changed my headspace for it. Um, had I not had that not happened, I probably would have hated the album on first listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I mean it. Yeah, there's not much else to say about that song. We we can just move on. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, the next the next couple of songs, in my opinion, I didn't really take too much away from, other than there being a pretty okay YG feature on "Do It." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the sample on "Do It." Um, you know, I like how they ended it with uh, yeah, the samples. Uh, obviously, uh, if you know. Uh, why can I not remember? Why can I not remember the name song now? Um, you guys know the song I'm talking about. Uh, the Juvenile yeah, song. The song with, uh, I know what you're talking about. Why can I not remember the name of the song? 
Drop it like it's hot. It's not drop it like it's hot. It's a uh, hold on. Hmm. It's duh. Back that ass up. <laughs> I, I I could not remember the name of the song, but yeah. yeah so I like I like that sample um a lot. Um, I think that was beautifully done, but that's pretty much the best I could say of that. Um, I think Ty Dolla Sign was good on the song too, mm-hmm. and I you know I, I like the YG. I did like the YG feature too, but I wasn't feeling Kanye's verse. I wasn't feeling no, his verse. Well, again. I feel like at this point we don't even have to say that because there's not really a verse where I can say I felt Kanye's verse. Um, yeah. One note I want to make for the song Paperwork. Again, pretty boring song. Uh, Quavo's feature does increase the energy a little bit, but overall it doesn't add much. I did hear that there were two versions of this song and the other version had Lil Wayne on it. Um, I would like I would like to hear that. Um not that again, you know, that d- d- doesn't mean it would have made it a good song. Lil Wayne has obviously has a history of great verses. He has a couple bad verses too. Let's not act like um, the fix before the six didn't just come out last year. So, you know, yeah. I can't say it would have saved the song, but I would expect it to make it better. It, it probably would have made it better. <laughs> just, just, just what we know about the song itself, it probably would have made it better. I don't think, I don't think Lil Wayne could have done anything to yeah. make that song <laughs> to, to ruin that song, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, but a- after that, we do come up on the best run of songs in the album, in my opinion, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, which, as I'm pulling up the track list, going away from my notes, you have the run of Burn, Fsum, Vultures, and Carnival. I think that's the best four-track run on this album, of course. Um, I think all of those songs are decent to good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um Burn, I think, is probably the best example of them using their strengths together, where Kanye has some yeah. more funny moments, um, and Ty has a really fun hook. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the best example of them using their strengths together. Um, F-Song. Right. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, just to say, uh, Burn, I think that was a great combination. That was the start of the, their chemistry together, really. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, really sounding good together. Like, uh, really yeah. good together, I should say. I think, again, I think Ty was pretty consistent for the most part. I think yeah. when he didn't sa- sound so good, it was less him and more just the song's structure, per se. But this is where, it, this this four strong song stretch is where it really started to uh, to hit. Yeah. I don't fully agree. Um, I think F something, of course, uh, you got Playboy Cardi on there. Um, you got Travis on the Travis barely on it, but he is on it. Um, mm-hmm. 808's bass booming on this song. I think the production was a, a little bit too much at moments. Um, uh, it's just a fun track. You know, it's a fun track. Of course, Playboy Cardi, uh, he's on two songs on here and he, he probably shines the, the he, <laughs> you know what? He's probably the best artist on this album. Let's be honest. Um, <laughs> You know, of course, of course, I'll say Freddie Gibbs has the best verse on the album, but man, I, you know, hearing Playboy Cardi on those two verses that he gives between the two songs, um, F something and then, uh, again on Carnival. Um, mm-hmm. And then Carnival, of course, um, just skipping over Vultures, we'll come back to that. Carnival, of course, had um, Calm Cardi on it, which you don't hear Calm Cardi often, so that was... No, you don't. Yeah, I was surprised by that. That deep voice, oh man, oh, that was mm-hmm. that was really good. And then I think that... um. The instrumental for Carnival was one of the best on the album. Even even with the little chanting, you know that that gets a little annoying. But overall, that was a fun to listen to um, song. And you talk about the little uh, interpolation thing that he did there. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys didn't know, uh, it was on social media. Ozzy Osbourne posted uh, that Kanye had asked for permission for him to sample Iron Man 
um, mm-hmm. on this song. Well, yeah. yeah, this song specifically. Um, and Ozzy said no, or his team said no, whatever. Uh, yeah. So what and Kanye, fair, absolutely fair. He doesn't stand for what Kanye stands for. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We don't stand for what Kanye stands for. So absolutely, yeah, and, and, I support that decision. I don't, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not mad at Ozzy. I don't blame him at all. But <laughs> Kanye did one of the most <laughs> savage things I think you, yeah. you could ever do as an artist. So you guys didn't know, back in My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, he has Kanye has a song called Hell of a Life that uh, samples Iron. Iron, uh, was it, it was Iron. Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, I could I'm so, I don't know what's going Come on. Come on, dude. Right yeah, Seven, <laughs> seven Iron Man. Um, so, I, I, guess we know, I, I guess we know Black Sabbath is going to be added to your homework list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, he sampled Iron Man on Hell of a Life. So what he did was because Ozzy said no to him sampling it on Carnival, he just said, you know what? Fine. I'll just sample Hell of a Life on Carnival. So technically, he still sampled <laughs> Iron Man on Carnival. He just used Hell of a Life as a way of getting around it. And because he did that... There's not really much that Ozzy yep. can do, if I'm correct, because it's uh, him sampling his own song, and there's yeah, enough differences yeah. well, he there. Yeah, he, he was sampling his own song, yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, honestly, I don't blame Ozzy for it, but that might have been one of the most savage <laughs> ways of getting that around. Was, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love it, um, and the, I'm glad he did it, because the song sounds great the way it does, and maybe it probably sounds better since he sampled Hell of a Life than it would. I'm not saying that Iron Man, this Iron Man sample would have sounded bad, but I, I really like the, the way it sounds now. So yeah. I don't know how it would have sounded, how he would have done it the other way, but I like it much more than the way it is now than what it might have been. Yeah. But, yeah, fully agreed. Um, yeah, no, that, <laughs> that is hilarious that he did that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's great. And like, like we said, we already talked about the rest of the song. Um, going back to Vultures, um, the title track, uh, just in my opinion, the first two verses being Bump J and um, Lil Dirk, respectively, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're cool. Yeah, don't really do much for me, but they're cool. Um, yay, doesn't do much for me either. But you get to Ty. This is the first moment where Ty really gets a verse. Oh my God, he spazzed on this song. Um, and his verse and is like just twice verse. as long. Yeah, his <laughs> verse is twice as long. Like he did, he did on this song what Kanye did to Kendrick on um, No More Parties in L.A., where he just had two thirds of the runtime was dedicated to Ty. It felt like. And mm-hmm. oh my god, he will. I didn't know. I did not know Ty had it in him like that. I'll be honest. I had no idea. I, I was not familiar with his game. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, listen, Ty. Ty is not a, an artist who can hold an album by himself. Like if it was just him, he can't hold an album by himself. He, but he, he has he these times us. where he he's proven that already. <laughs> but he he has his times where he can come out and and do this. And yeah, when I, when I heard this song, like you know, I thought it was cool hearing Bump J and, and Dirk too. Um, I, I again. Nothing too special about their verses. Um, you know, I, I like Dirk a lot, so I, I kind of appreciated hearing Dirk on a on a, a Kanye song. And I also felt like the way it started out, it sounded kind of like a, a standard like Chicago type song, like you know, like a shout out to the city of Chicago because you know the first three artists are Chicago artists, and the DJ Fair is another Chicago, you know, yeah. native. And then Ty comes on and he completely makes me forget about everything else because <laughs> he comes and it's fast. It's like like. Yeah. I know we said Freddie. I know we said Freddie Gibbs had the best verse on his album, and that's true because he's you know the best rapper, best verse rap verse on his album. But this ties this tie verse might be the 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 the, the verse of the album, honestly, because <laughs> it, it it just wow. Yeah, like, and I think a lot of that comes to you know we expect it from Freddie Gibbs. You don't expect mm-hmm. this from Ty, so no, yeah, it's, not it's at the all. it's the shock factor that adds into that experience there a lot. 
Um, like, yeah, that was probably probably best second best moment on the album. Top yeah. top two easily. Mm-hmm. That and the Freddie Gibbs verse. Those are. Um, but a couple more tracks to talk about here. We had Beg Forgiveness, which has Chris Brown. It's just a cover of the song Gabriel. Uh, Chris Brown sounds good. Songs look too long. I it's very very too long, and I I. I agree Chris Brown does sound good, but I kind of wish they hadn't pitched their voices up so much either. Yeah. I wish they had, or I guess not up. I guess they would have pitched it down because it's deeper, but yeah. you, you get what I'm saying. I wish they had, yeah. um, I wish they had let his natural voice come through more. Yes. But, uh, you know, it's a cover of another song of something else. So I can't necessarily be, I'm not, there's not much to, to criticize other than like what Logan said, like just a little too long. I felt like if they had, cut it down by like a minute it probably would have been a great song honestly yeah yeah this one out too long doesn't really you know it's kind of forgettable um honestly the rest of the tracks are forgettable yeah problematic which is the only thing that's worthy of note there is it's a return to soul samples which is something kanye hasn't really done in a while um kind of a triumphant anthem for the penultimate track but overall it was again nothing special and then the last track king where um I get what Kanye's going for, but again, he's saying, you know, he's cra- I'm crazy. I'm anti-Semi, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, yeah, we, I, hmm. and that's where, again, people like Anthony Fantano, people on Twitter who are hating on this album a lot um, and br- talking about the issues with what, you know, everyone's like, oh, separate the art from the artist, but the you art, he's, he's saying that, well, you can, if they're not like, let's make the argument here. Um, even worse example, R. Kelly, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's hard to separate from the art from the artist when they do something as terrible as he did. But you can listen to the music if you don't know who it's by and you won't care. Like if if you yeah. just listen to the music, like oh, I didn't know that was R. Kelly, but that was a good song. You know, th- that's the thing. R. Kelly's not on songs talking about I pissed on this thirteen-year-old girl. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Kanye's on here saying anti-Semitic sexist things <laughs> like uh, some some of his some of his uh out, most outlandish bars are very strongly similar to anti-semitic like i can't necessarily repeat it but basically saying that how can i how can i be anti-semitic i just did something with a jewish girl um yeah and then basically insinuated that he had relations with his manager's ex-wife his ex-manager's ex-wife yeah yeah, and it's and, not even just stuff like that. I mean, obviously that's the anti-Semitic side of it, but like the way he talks about his wife makes me uncomfortable too. You know, um, which yeah. I didn't know until this album that they had actually gotten married. But like, you know, it feels like he parades her around barely wearing clothes, which she can do what she wants. So that's what she wants to do. Great, but I feel like he's always posting pictures of that, and then he's li- he literally it seemed like he was calling her a carbon copy of Kim Kardashian. Which, to be fair, they do look similar. But like, kind of is, yeah. It just feels, <laughs> it feels off, and maybe, maybe we're misreading that lyric. I'll give benefit of the doubt, even if it's not deserved. But it feels weird. But um, but it, it makes it even worse for me that um, going back to the song "Back to Me," um, that he keeps repeating that same phrase because you know his yeah. ex-wife would fit that phrase perfectly, and his current wife also fits that phrase perfectly. Yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. Um, so before I go off on that, I, I do want to say these last three songs too. Um, one thing I think that makes them kind of forgettable is that um, 
again, there's not much Ty in it. Like Ty is singing. Yeah. He's kind of mixed in with Kanye's verses, but it's mostly Kanye in these last three songs. And like, yeah, I can't believe I'm saying this now from one of my favorite artists of all time, but like, I don't, I would have rather it been mostly Ty instead of Kanye. Honestly. Yeah. Like yep. those last three songs specifically, they were more Ty than Kanye. I think they would have been a little bit more rememberable, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Um, overall, um, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that because we're talking a little bit more about that, but overall my thoughts of this album, because uh, I think that's what we're going to get to. Um, I'm glad to get more Kanye music, but I'm not too happy with the project we got. Mm-hmm. Um, at least on Kanye's side of things. Now we're talking mm-hmm. about Ty's side of things. I feel like I I'm also disappointed, but not because it wasn't good. I'm disappointed because I wanted I I want him to do more. I wanted him to do more a little bit more. I think yeah. he sounded great. Um, yeah. I I don't I, think this album highlighted him enough, honestly. Yeah. Well, I, I, if I can interject, I think that mm-hmm. if Kanye was good on this album, we would be saying that we got enough of Ty because I think they did a good job of splitting the runtime overall. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that Ty was the only consistently good part of the album. Exactly. That makes us say we wanted more Ty. Like, in theory, a Kanye and Ty album works when both of them are at their best, with Kanye taking 60, 70% of the runtime. But right. when Kanye's bad and Ty's good, we want 60, 70% Ty. Exactly. 80, 90%, maybe. But. Yeah, it's, it's like. I know you talked about that. It kind of being like her, like kind of opposite of her loss. Cause the thing about with her loss was like both Drake and 21 were good on that album consistently. The, yes. The, the issue was we 20, wanted more 30% of 21. <laughs> exactly. We want, we, we needed more 21 on that album because he was so good. Whereas mm-hmm. like, and not that Drake was bad. That's not the case. Right. No, no, no it's just, you know, it, it was supposed to be a collab album and it felt mostly like Drake featuring 21, like a, a long Drake song featuring 21. But yeah. this this is this is definitely one of those times I agree with you. I think that if you look at the runtime, you think of how how much like lyrics, lyrics wise, whatever, ties on the song on songs, they were pretty even. But like yeah. because Kanye just was not good, yep, it made me want Ty to be there more because Ty was yes more consistently a good part of any any song and um that, that's when you're talking about a collab album um there's it's really really hard to have a good collab album obviously if one of the artists is bad because it, it, you know that's half the album technically um mm-hmm. but it's even worse when one artist isn't good and the other artist is actually good because yeah Maybe if, if if both artists are bad, it's like okay, whatever. I don't care about this album now. But then I was like, mm-hmm. damn, like Ty was good. I, I don't want to just not <laughs> listen to this album. But mm-hmm. um, I, I'm just disappointed overall because you know Kanye has been consistently good for most of his career. He's had one album other than this one, that, or you can argue maybe two, but really one album other than this one that made me feel like. Uh, maybe he's not the same but like then he bounced back with yeah. donda after you know obviously jesus kids want to talk about but then he bounced back with donda and i was like oh okay you know maybe maybe that was just a a time he was going through at that time yeah and you know? and even with jesus is king you can go back and give a give a little bit of context like it it has some really good moments on it you can see a lot of what he was going for it just felt unfinished was the major thing that you can say about that like there were a lot of moments where the production was just very bad and could have been mm-hmm. more you know, cleaned up. 
Right. It it's not just straight up a bad product. It's just not a finished product. Same thing with Donda Two. Not straight up a bad. Obviously, that never officially came out anyway, so we don't really judge that. But that was not necessarily a bad project. Just an unfinished product. Project. This one, relatively speaking, for a Kanye it's, project, is it's finished. Bad. It's just bad. It's bad. It's just it's it's, yeah. it's bad. It's just bad. And and again, I'll I'll add I'll add my take. I don't think necessarily it's a bad album. I think it's a very average to slightly below average album. It's just what we're trashing is the, the Kanye was bad on this. Mm-hmm. Um, he himself if he himself was bad, the rest of the product was decent to even a, a little bit good at times. You know. Um, I think a lot of this album, there's going to be way, there's going to be people saying it's one of the worst albums of all time. Kanye's performance, sure, but as an overall project, not necessarily. There's also going to be a lot of people over, way over loving this project because Kanye can do no wrong. You know, we we don't need to talk about that. We expect that every single time. It's the same thing that Eminem fans do. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same thing that Taylor Swift fans do. It's the same thing that Nicki Minaj fans do. Um. If Kendrick was capable of putting out bad music, it's the same thing his fans would do. Although Kendrick would absolutely deserve it because everything he does. And I'll say this. I'm not saying that it's deserved here, but I can also understand why people would be like that with Kanye. Because if you look at his career, like, what is it? What is this? Album 12? No, 13? I I think solo albums, it's number 11. Okay. So, um, and then you throw in his two um, collab albums, of course. So, either way, it's either eleven or like thirteen. So, uh, either way, he has a lot. So, well, I guess it's a collab album too. So, yeah, ten ten solo albums, three collaborative albums. Yeah. Okay, so <clears throat> we're talking about let's just let's just call them all his albums to keep it clear. Thirteen thirteen albums. Yeah, so in thirteen albums. We're talking at least ten of those albums are above average to great, you know, to, to classic anywhere in those ranges, you know, above average to classic somewhere in that range, 10 of those albums fall somewhere in that range, I'd say. Right. Um, so. Yeah, definitely 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just got so, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's great. I, I did it off the top of my head, <laughs> but no. you know, he, he's basically, what I'm trying to say is he's earned that leeway in a way. Um, as an artist to, to have an album like this and people still kind of try to overrate it, overhype it. Um, that doesn't make it right. That doesn't mean they should. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that people shouldn't accept the fact that this album just is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let me yeah. rephrase. Kanye's not good on this album. This album could be good. This album could have been a good album. If Kanye just, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even know what Kanye could have done. If he gave an average honestly. performance. I, yeah, but it's like it's crazy because I can't pinpoint. He could have wrote better bars. <laughs> like, <laughs> wrote better bar. Again, he's not he's not a he's not a great lyricist or anything like that. But his energy was just off the entire time. His decision making with like just what he was writing, the repetitive nature of a lot of the mistakes he was making. It's not just like oh he made a mistake. It's like he made a mistake and he stood on that. Which mm-hmm. uh, of course also you can say he's doing that in real life too. But just sticking to just the music. He would make a mistake and then, hey, that's the entire theme of the song now. Yep. And it's like, 
I don't know. And it, it, bleed, it bled a lot from. So even even his production, the production was, I think the production overall, the album was a high point album. I think the album was pretty yeah. well produced. But yeah. I do think that that also kind of works negatively in, in, in some of the things for Kanye himself, I should say, because I felt like because the production was so great, he kind of was like, okay, well, I can just do whatever I want to do on this song and it's going to sound great anyway because production is great. Like, again, back to me. I'm, I'm gonna keep going back to that song because I feel like honestly I feel yeah. like that song perfectly encapsulates this album actually yeah like and, and honestly even even talking about the production it's pretty lower tier for a Kanye album too I think only Jesus is King has worse production and again that's the mm-hmm. major problem with Jesus is King at least on that one that was the only major issue eh, you know a couple corny bars aside but nothing problematic on that album this one the bars are a problem the production is just an average you know, below average for a Kanye album, but you know, just mm-hmm. average for an album in general. There's just so just, many problems with this one. That's so, why, at the end so of the day, I'll say this is probably is Kanye's worst album overall. When you get the whole picture, eh, probably. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this is one of those albums that um, I I kind of. Part of me doesn't want a part two because I don't want to continue to be disappointed. <laughs> but yeah. the only the, same- the only way I could see a part two working is if it's not new songs, if it's just these same songs remastered and fixed, which is something mm-hmm. Kanye would do. I mean, he did that with Donda. You know, he made the those the Donda. Uh, not that he remastered and the, fixed the songs, so the songs didn't need to be well, fixed. I should say, but like, well, yeah, I mean, he, 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 he had mixed. moments. He he had mo- obviously he had the part twos to songs, but even like. I remember the difference between the original Donda and the deluxe was like he added Tyler, the creator's backing vocals on come to life, which is already in my opinion, the best Kanye song ever, but definitely the best song on Donda. In my opinion, you know, he, he, he made minor changes to improve the experience overall on top of adding the four five, six extra tracks, whatever it was. And that's something I I agree. If if the, if volume two is literally basically just a a glorified deluxe version, but that deluxe version is him fixing some like he can't fix yeah. a lot of these songs because a lot the only way to fix a lot of these songs is him re-recording his verses and making better verses. Exactly. But, yeah, he's not gonna do that. <laughs> but if he because I know there's a couple of I'm sure there's a couple of these songs that probably had other artists on there that he took out and like Lil Wayne, whatever. like we said, yeah. Right. Maybe if he just brought them on and maybe cut cut out most of his verses on it, maybe that would make the song better. Um yeah. It, I don't know, man. I'm just it's it's sad to say because it's a Kanye song and we're at this point of his career where like Yeah. He genuinely might be cooked at this point. And I can't yeah. believe I'm saying yeah. it like this. <laughs> but he, yeah. like, this album is not beating those allegations. <laughs> Put it that way. No, it's not. It's not that doesn't mean he can't bounce back, but he's gonna have to do a lot of self reflection. And mm-hmm. again, like we've been saying even when he was still making good music, he needs to get around the right people. I We thought, you know, for a while, we thought maybe he was starting to do that once he was coming out of the red hat phase. He was doing the Christian gospel music. Maybe he's he was reconnecting with some of his old friends. Maybe he started to do that. And then he went on this anti-Semitic trend right around the time, if not a little bit after Donda dropped. And it's mm-hmm. just been way downhill. You know, this is kind of what at this point after all after Donda and he made all those mistakes again and stood on them. This is kind of just what we expected from his music, too. We knew it was going to be unfocused. We knew it was going to there was a chance just because of how great of a musician he's always been that it would still be good. But I think we knew in our hearts that it wasn't. 
I mean, because like you said, he just has too many. There's too many yes men around him. There's too many people telling him that it, things sound good. I see too many of these listening. Now, I have no doubt that the 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 experience on a listening party is probably something crazy, and it probably sounds yeah. amazing, on, like in a listening party environment. But like, there's just too many people who are sitting in that room hearing this stuff, and nobody's mm. either nobody's speaking up or they're too afraid to speak up because I mean, honestly. Mm. It's Kanye. He probably would spaz out on you if he spoke if he said something. But it it's sad to see one of my favorite artists of all time being reduced to this. Um, but at the same time, he's kind of done it to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just sad because yeah. it's, it's making me like I genuinely don't want to hear more music from him if it's going to be like this because I'd rather just listen to his old stuff and yeah. and and, rem- and you know remember what made me love Kanye and not listen to. Yeah, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, Hakeem Olajuwon on the Toronto Raptors. This is like oh, Patrick God. Ewing on the Magic. You know that that's what this is. <laughs> yeah, this isn't even you MJ can, on the Wizards. <laughs> like, it's not even this, MJ on the this Wizards. This is Tracy no. McGrady on the Spurs. <laughs> like, you know, that's what this uh, is. <laughs> like, I, I want him to go. I want him to go out like MJ on the Wizards. He can't even. He's not even doing that. And that's, uh, man. Um, and, you know what? That's okay. We'll still have the old music. He's still one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe this does hurt his case for GOAT. Um, same way that Eminem's last couple albums have hurt his. Um, I think you know, we'll see. We'll see what it ends up doing. Maybe he puts out another good album that saves it. I don't know. I think if he it'll hurt his case if he does another album like this where it's just bad. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. You if, can excuse one bad album and then you mm-hmm. retire. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But if it's another one like this, nah. And again, yeah, that hurts to it. reiterate, you know, we're just saying Kanye's bad. We're talking about Kanye himself. Kanye's bad. Ty Dazan was great on this, honestly. Overall, yeah. Ty Dazan was great. This album itself is probably not going to make my bottom 10 albums of the year. Although I will say we get to that point. Don't be surprised if we mention it just by sheer disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I will, I want to interject real quick. One of the funniest things I saw during the discourse of this on hip hop Twitter, which avoid that it's a toxic cesspool right now. Um, the discourse about this, but I saw somebody say who the heck at, you know, a, a Kanye, huge Kanye over fan, whatever. And said, who the heck is doing this at 20 years in their career? You know what rappers are doing this at 20 years in their career. And just the comments were 444 by Jay-Z. Um, the last couple of Nas albums, um, all of Black Thought's solo career has been 20 years into his career. Cause of course he started with the roots. Um, someone even commented music to be murdered by, by Eminem, which absolutely those are better than this. And those okay. were mediocre Eminem albums. Okay, okay, okay. I, I was, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was kind of scared where, where that was gonna go. I was like, wait, are they really comparing this to four four four? Like, no, well, no, no. They, no, these were. This was a dude saying that, and then the comments were like, "Hey, dude, listen to this. These, the all of these are way better. Like, these okay, were all comments okay. saying, I think you're just mistaken.' <laughs> okay, good. I, and yeah. not to mention the yes. best, <laughs> the best album by an artist twenty years into their career, a tribe called Quest's album, right after Five Dog died. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you, that was just recency bias, that was just probably someone who doesn't listen to enough music. Although I don't see how they couldn't have listened to at least four forty four. But the other ones, I could give a pass. You know, uh, newer hip hop fans who who are like just huge Kanye fans maybe don't have. You know, maybe they're not listening to Tribe Called Quest. Maybe they're not listening to these current Nas albums. But yeah, you should have heard four forty four by Jay Z at least. 
you probably heard I mean, me. Granted, Music to be Murdered By isn't a classic album. Again, it's somehow still better than this. It's 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 an average album uh, for Eminem standards, at least. And this is just, ugh, man, I yeah, I'm so it's so this is this is disappointing. This is honestly like I know you yeah. said earlier you think that for all the dolls is on the same level as this. Honestly. I think for all the dogs is better than this, and that's saying something because, like, it's an easier listening experience, definitely. Yeah, both of them are disappointing as crap. But at least with four forty four, I wasn't so disappointed because Drake's been doing it for a while. <laughs> and exactly. and again and again, Kanye's performance was worse. <laughs> and then also, Drake saved himself a little bit by adding those extra four with the songs. scary hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, <clears throat> and also, I mean. There was still some good, like you said, there were still some yeah. good oh, yeah. lyrical performances by him on the original album too. Yeah, you know? I think I think uh, you know going back to For All the Dogs, I think that that could have been a good album. There was there was a blueprint there for that to be a good album. He just mm-hmm. wants the streaming numbers and puts too many songs on there. For Kanye, there's not really a blueprint for to turn this into a good album. The blueprint is cut Kanye out of it. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, oh, man. I mean, you know what? I think one of my main issues is like. If this had been like an artist, like let's say Kanye's well, like forty, almost fifty now, right? If this had been an artist who's like 23, 24, saying the things that Kanye said, I think I would actually like. Nobody it would ever more. listen to them. No, well, nobody would listen to that artist too. <laughs> but true, nobody would listen to him. But I think that I would like it more if, like that that mm. one again, back to me, that one phrase. If that is a young somebody young was repeating that phrase, I think I would like that more. I would appreciate it more because it's like, it makes yeah. more sense. It's like, dude, yeah. you are, you have four kids. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> you have four yeah. kids. <laughs> like yeah. one of your kids, I mean, two of your kids are now old enough to, to literally listen to your music. At least two of them are old enough to listen to your music and understand yeah. pretty much everything. So it's like, yeah, he, it's, it's time for him to start making grown man rap and he's just not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think that's the main problem is like, he he needs he needs to he needs to transition to his Jay Z yeah. Nas era. Yeah. And, and, obviously and he'll that. always be quirky. He won't be extremely lyrical. You know he'll be nerdy. He'll be corny. But that, that's just the Kanye experience. But you know maybe don't be childish and hateful. And that's exactly what this. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He, that, that hits the music the he's making. The music he's music he's making now reminds me of Goblin era Tyler without the appeal. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's a hundred percent that thing with none of the appeal. <laughs> none of the appeal. And you notice how Tyler has never none of his music sounds anything like that ever. Since since yeah. since he's released been releasing more music, it, I don't hear anything related to Goblin Era Tyler ever. Yeah, it's like and, he's trying it's it's like now he's trying to do purposely inflammatory things and childish things. Um like you know, the generic slim shady era M M&M spinoff. You know, and it's just it's not it's not hitting no more like he used to. You know, mm-hmm. like Kanye said on uh, my beautiful dark twisted setting, fantasy. It's not funny anymore. Try a different joke. That's that's literally yeah, what that's this is fun. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, mm. so yeah. Um, I think me and Logan have made it pretty clear what our views on this album are. We yep. are, we, yeah. we don't we're not enjoying this album as much as we as we would would like to um yeah 
Again, I want to I want to clarify because um, we didn't really talk. We talked about the features, but we didn't really talk about it. I feel like every other. I feel like all the feature artists. There was no weak feature on here. Like there were yeah. some features that were the just YG like, one eh. doesn't stand out. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Quavo doesn't, doesn't stand, stand out. Stand out. Yeah, yeah, they don't stand out. But there's no. There's not a single one that I say is just bad. You know, I feel like yeah. the features. I feel like features they were. All did, they all did. They did about what you expected, mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah, you know, Playboy Cardi's always going to stand out. Freddie Gibbs, you know, he's he's a great artist. Um, Lil Durks, that, that's just who he is. He's not going to give you like verse of the year or nothing like that. But he's going to be fun. Quavo, same thing. And um, Travis Scott was barely on it, so it's kind of hard for me. to – Yeah, uh, I, I I didn't even mention him. Yeah, he, he was. Say he was just kind of there for name value. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, overall disappointing album. Um, if part two does come out, really hope that it's it's significantly better. Um, yeah, don't expect enough. Don't if, if it's the same way, don't expect one of these. Yeah, not gonna be no. worth it. Honestly, it'll probably just be a, a an actual TikTok review at that point. Yeah, <laughs> if I'm being, if I'm being if honest, that. if that, if even mm-hmm. that. <laughs> um, but speaking of that, um, we're gonna go ahead and uh, transition to uh, getting off. Been on here about two hours, so. I'll say yep. that um, watch out for TikTok over the next couple of days. We have a couple of albums that we uh, a couple of albums, right? That we're uh, we're going to talk about TikTok. I know we're, I'm going to we're going to talk about the Usher mm-hmm. album for sure. Um, I think there's a like one or two more we might mention. Um, wasn't too heavy of a release week other than this kind of yeah. album. So yeah, um, no, you had Usher, keep, you had keep... Little Sims with a short little EP. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think who else even released that we would talk about. You know, not, not nothing crazy. Bunch of mostly EPs. Blue released a eight song album, I guess you would call it. I'll probably talk about that at some point, but yeah, nothing, nothing huge and legendary dropped. Yeah, so you know, keep keep on lookout for TikTok. We'll um, you know, we'll mm-hmm. have a review. There's definitely going to be a review for the Usher album, so don't 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 worry about that if you yeah. really care about the Usher album that much. Um, but um, other than that, you know, just keep following us on TikTok. You know, um, yep. Keep up with us on um, on on Twitter, face uh, not Facebook, Instagram. Sorry, Twitter, um, Instagram, TikTok, all that, YouTube. But for those of you that watch us on there, of course, of course. And if you listen to us on Apple Music, Spotify, you know, give us a rating. Yeah. Uh, we definitely like, love, rate, definitely love that. Yep. Follow, download, um, and you know, a TikTok especially. Keep interacting with us. We love to see the yep. comments. So when we, we, you know. Yeah. Comment, let us know how yep. you guys feel. And, and we're very interactive on TikTok. We'll comment back to you. We don't have that many followers, so we have the time to do it. <laughs> <laughs> trust, trust us. It, it, it's very fun. So, you know, just keep, just yeah. keep, um, keep giving us, uh, keep telling us how you feel, um, giving your opinions. We, we respect everybody's opinions. Um, if you're wrong, we'll yeah. tell you you're wrong, but <laughs> yeah, facts. But we're, we're going to respect your opinion too. So, um, yeah. but we really appreciate you guys for checking us out. Um, like I said, just keep um, keep liking and following us, subscribing. Um, keep sharing with your friends. That's the main thing. Keep sharing with people that you think will actually enjoy our stuff as well because that's mm-hmm. going to help us grow and help us be able to do more for you guys. Yep. Yeah, thanks for watching this episode. And you know, stay on the lookout for more. Um, that being said, we enjoy talking about the Grammys. Um, we enjoy talking about Usher's halftime show. And we talked about Kanye's album. Thanks for listening. Peace. Peace out.